Yeah, Flint, Annapolis, Flint, do you have any test operations in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Senator. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 11 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. A special show. We're going to be talking about a book called Beyond Area 51 and all the very strange stories and uh, information in it. We've been talking about it all night. Hopefully, it'll be an enjoyable and educational night. But first, let me introduce the members of the gang, a.k.a. the Posse Girls. Time to sit down. If you're not sitting already, get your mister, get your fan, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, and your big old squeegee because very famous Juan Juan is here. The romantically inclined Juan Juan is here. Hey, Mac, how are you? Hmm. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the club, especially hmm. my fan club. My, fan, my fans are growing all the time. Yes, yes, yes. In age or I can believe the statistics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I touch all demographics. Oh, watch out. Wow. <laughs> I really do. No, you hit him on diet, JJ. <laughs> okay, now the bad news. Sorry, Milf's Gills and Gigi Gills. No Coco tonight. He's on another secret mission protecting our country. Uh, however, up there, sure he is. up in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek of the Republic, Switchblade Steve Ward is with us. Switchy. It is great to be here tonight. Hey, Switchy, how are you? I am beyond wonderful. He's mm-hmm. beyond wonderful. He's been a busy guy. He's going all over the country giving speeches and so on and so forth, getting yeah. paid thousands of dollars for appearances. It's true. Yeah. So, and he's got a following, too. He's, he's got, got a following because he's, he's on a very popular yep, weekly it's, show. It's upward to 15.5 right now. 15.5, what's that? Thousand. Thousand? Followers. 15.5? Yeah. Okay. Right to the decimal point. Who's your? Who's, the last guy was really short. Oh, okay. yeah. Wow. Switch to one. Yeah, ouch is right. Nurse. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Richard. We'll get back to you in a second. Okay. Um, also with okay. us is, uh, well, let's say a special guest in the studio, uh, Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, is with us. Good evening, Mac. Hey, everybody. How are you doing tonight? Hey, pretty good, Al. How are you? Nice to meet you. Keeping out of trouble. There he goes. He, uh, Known for I don't many know things. How that's possible, but I'll take your word for it. Well, I'm staying ahead of trouble. There you go. It okay. hasn't caught me. Let's well, put you're it here. He's so you're uh, in trouble. He's known for many things. Uh, producing great honey, or his bees. Yeah. Produce great honey. There's a guy who knows about the birds and the bees. Birds particularly and the bees. The bees. There you right. Go. And as we said last week, he's also getting into agriculture, as it turns out. Yeah. Okay. May your agriculture be as good as the honey, baby. And then you, yeah, you might well, have something going there, yeah, my friend. Then I can really retire. Uh, anyway. Uh, also with us, I'm saving the best to last. Oh, not I mean, really. honey is agriculture too, isn't it? Sure, if you want to look at it that way. It's in yeah. that category. See, you know what? Yeah. The, the the best crossover would be if if his bee started eating off the stuff he's growing. <laughs> uh, connect the part. dots. Yeah, that would be about a boom. Anyway, uh, also with us is uh, Agent X. Agent X is uh, in his lair, looking out at us. Agent X, how you doing? Thank you for having me, and um, uh, 
looking forward to being here. Okay. However, I do have technical difficulties preparing you... and seeing really? you and myself. So I may have to clip off and come back. No, no, you look well, we fine. We hear you okay. Yeah, and you look. We yeah. see most of you. Yeah, well, I can't. You, I can't hear you or see you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's at the end of the segment when we do the ad. I know it's this big bad world. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. We'll fix it. Okay. Uh, also, uh, joining us tonight, the beauty among the beasts is our good friend, our favorite good witch up there in upstate New York. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Time. Hey, Raven. Looks Hi. like a one-bun night, one-bun night for anyone who's a keeping school. one-bun night. Okay. I had a two-bun in originally, and I had a meltdown over it because it looked so bad. Huh. So well, changed it to a one-bun. You don't want us to be the judge of that? No. Two, no, it looked real two, bad. Okay. Do two buns interfere with the headphones, or do you have to, uh, you know? Is it a technical problem? No. Oh, okay. I just put it, I put the headphones on and I just shoved the bun back. Oh, shoved the oh. bun back. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a line from a song. should make a song out of that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good line for a song. Shoved the, the bun back. The bun. Uh, anyway, also uh, with us, joining us, at a special uh, show on a book called Beyond Area 51. Uh, we're going to have to give a, a genuine round of applause for my literary agent, Jim Franco. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here in this strange place. Strange. Okay. All right. You, you live in Nashville and you're calling us strange? Well, <laughs> won't be in Nashville forever. Okay. All right. All right where are you going? To a stranger place, the Research oh. Triangle. Oh, are you really? Are you moving up oh, there? Oh, North Carolina? Yep. Oh, yep. wow. Okay. We're moving there next month. Are you really? Wow. You didn't stay in Nashville too long. No, it's a long story. Another story, another show. Okay. Do it here or you won't okay. have any time for anything else. We have friends in uh, Triangle Park. They really, uh, they really like it there. So anyway, yeah, no, I try to get a job there. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so we're all here. We're going to be talking about uh, once again this book uh, that um, I wrote a few years ago called Beyond Area Fifty One. Um, it's on sale everywhere on Amazon and everywhere you can buy books these days. It's basically a collection of uh, information on places around the world that are like Area Fifty One, but are not Area Fifty One. Um, I think there's 13 or 14 different secret bases, secret places that we talk about around the world. And um, we've done them kind of scattershot on the show over the years, but we figured, hey, let's do a, a whole show on this book and see what happens. So uh, that's what we're planning uh, tonight. Uh, but first, we do have a couple things. We have um, top 10 list, and tonight, in honor of Agent X, who is actually in Beyond Area 51, he's the person who's uh, quoted, or misquoted, not misquoted, but anonymously quoted throughout the book uh, because of his background and different intelligence services and so on. Uh, in his honor tonight, uh, if you remember last week, we had the top 10 reasons we know that Coco wasn't in the Army. One of them was number eight was he didn't want to deal with those pussies at West Point. Remember that one? one? Yeah, I do. Okay, all right. So look, <laughs> uh, so now tonight we have 10 reasons why we know Agent X was in the Army. Okay, you ready there, X? Yes, sir. Okay, there you go. All right, Raven, you have the list? I have the list. Okay, let's Start go. Start the music. Start the music. Number 10. Okay. He salutes his wife every morning. Is that a yes and no question? <laughs> That's a fact. No, these okay. aren't questions. Okay, these, no, are these, these are facts, man. These are cold, hard facts. Right. Oh, no, statements. You can either corroborate that or dispute it. <laughs> yes. Or, or ignore it. We can bring Mrs. X in and or ask ignore her. it. Okay. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, please. Number nine, his iPhone's ringtone is taps. <laughs> okay, right. So you know, always know it's his phone. Okay. Number eight, please. Uh, he still eats on a shingle. Wow, see, oh. an army oh. favorite. Okay. 
Top 10 reasons. Cream beef. I used it's to like beef. that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, top 10 reasons we know Agent X was in the army, please, Rafe. Number seven. Every two weeks, he goes out in his backyard and digs a new latrine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't give up old habits. Next, please, Rafe. Uh, number six refers to anyone who was in the Navy as those fairies in their little mermaid costume. Oh, you son on. of a gun. Oh, you don't really say that, do you? Wow. No, what do you think we Navy, made that no, up? We call them squids. Oh. Right. That's true. I, <laughs> we call I, I, Air I Force fairies. That. You know. And that's why there's no stairs in an Air Force base because the fairies want to fly up and down. Wow. Okay. There you um, go. There's a look into uh, the. Oh, you, think that's, you think that's not true? Oh, I'm sure it's true. Force base. Well, they got airplanes. Uh, please, uh, next. Uh, uh, top 10 reasons why we know X was in the army. Next question. Next one, please. Right. Uh, number five. Hot refugee chicks from war-torn countries gravitate towards him. <laughs> All right. Let me repeat that. <laughs> they don't have to be from refugee countries. <laughs> that makes it even. That makes it hot. <laughs> hot refugee sense. chicks from war-torn countries gravitate towards you. Yes. Of course. Oh, well, yes. I thought he fell asleep. Wow. Okay, next. Of course. I was hearing crickets. Course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, please, Raymond. Next is uh, he loves the smell of napalm in the morning <laughs> and in the evening. And too. in the evening, too. He likes it morning, <laughs> noon, and night. Okay. Yeah, as, okay. as long as it's a good cup of hot tea. Okay. <laughs> there you go. We're going to sweeten this one up, baby. We're going to need some of your honey to sweeten this up there now. Okay, yep. next, please, Raven. Number three, he thinks we won in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, see, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on, please. Number two. Number two, he still hits the dirt anytime a pin drops. Yeah, I've seen him. We've seen him. Oh, yeah. A few buys. All of a sudden, he's you on the ground. You got me on that one, yeah, Raven. Okay. <laughs> Someone opens a beer All bottle, right. he goes out the window. Okay, and the number one. Go ahead, please, Ray. Uh, the number one reason we know Agent X was in the Army, he loves his show tunes. Loves those show tunes. Confess to that one too. What's the connection yeah. between well, the no, army and Jotun? That's a uh, inside joke. Um, uh, You're in the army now, right? It, what's the one? Yeah, the thing. I'm in the army now, right? Okay, X. Thanks for your service. How many years were you in the army? Yes, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Wow. Wow. And you retired as what? Service. Were you a, wow. were you a lieutenant colonel? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. And, and so, how many people did you have under you? How many? What was the head count of people? You were responsible for. Um, since I was in intelligence, they were considered special mission units, so they were smaller. Yep. So I never had more than twenty to twenty-five. Okay. But I commanded a recruiting company, and I had about thirty-five. There. But then you have a battalion of tanks at one point, weren't you a tank commander? No, no I was a I, I was a lieutenant. Oh. And I had five tanks in my platoon. Okay. And That's not a battalion. And then at one point, didn't you have like personal helicopter that that you used as? Yes, that that was a great that was a great job. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. We flew all over after the uh, terrorist attacks, the first terrorist attacks in Germany, in the late seventies, uh, to determine the. Um, protection status of the various U.S. installations. Uh -huh. And I was only a lieutenant and I had two majors flying my helicopter and I'd put my feet up in the back and say, let's go, Giles. Wow, yeah. yeah that sounds wow. wise. Okay. What a people. gig. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Okay. All right. And um, I, I just got to tell you this one story. So wow. at one point he he was the um, leader of five tanks, what, five M1A1 Abrams tanks? 
No, no. M68. Oh, okay. All right. It was a while back there, partner. Okay. But still a lot of firepower. And uh, one night, one summer, a few summers ago, uh, we were down the beach with uh, the lovely Mrs. X and uh, Lois Lane. And we had some fireworks. But the girls didn't want us blowing off the fireworks because it's too dangerous. I said, he used to command a company of tanks. Okay. <laughs> you don't want us lighting firecrackers? Really? They won. All, yeah. all in perspective. Right. So anyway, so... Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Beyond Area 51 uh, tonight, this book that I wrote you know, a few years ago. A lot of interest in it. We talk about it on the show a lot. And uh, Agent X, as it turns out, it, it appears in it because when I wrote the book originally, there's a lot of things in it that you know, you, you, I just wanted someone who kind of had knowledge of what's kind of going on in the real world. Give me either thumbs up or down, kind of vet it. Tell me if I was straying too far off course. So every once in a while, I know the, the book begins in a bar room and it ends in a bar room. But you also steer me through the uh, chapters. It seems like a long time ago we did this, right? Yeah, it was. And you've had some fantastic books, and I remember that one early on. Well done. Anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So before we do that, though, let's really get everything out of the way. First of all, Raven got a uh, fan letter today from Northern Ireland. They requested a bun, and they requested big glasses. So... You have your oh, big no, glasses? No, I put all my, all my glasses are over there. Uh -oh. I gotta get them after. Okay, all right. We'll have to do that next time. My glasses. They're requesting <laughs> photos of you and your glasses in Belfast for some oh. reason. Um, and what else? False teeth? And, uh, <laughs> oh. Put them up on Instagram if it's up and running. Wow. You said teeth. It's up and running. A, a red wig. Did she say false teeth? Okay. All right. Check it yeah. out. Right. Yeah, I'll put so. them on over my existing teeth. Uh, hang on. All right. So listen, now that we're uh, in the mood, why don't we just switch to Switchy? He's been there, kind of quiet so far. He has been. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it because this is the uh, biggest skew of the show. You know, people want to know what Switch had for breakfast, but uh, he's covering his eyes. This isn't going to oh, be good, no. JJ. This looks bad. This looks like a yogurt or an energy bar day. Okay, Switch. He had oatmeal for breakfast. If he had oatmeal, we'll with throw like him. fresh blueberries and bananas yeah. on it. We're going to throw him <laughs> off the show if that's Now, the that case. sounds good, actually. Okay. That does sound good. No, I should have done that. Grand Slam at Denny's. Do yeah, that's what he said for the past. Let's see what's happening. Okay, but now that we've ratcheted up the tension, he's either asleep <laughs> or he's praying. Switch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> have you been listening? Um, so what did you have for breakfast this morning? For breakfast this morning, I had a heaping bowl of sugar frosted flakes. Okay. All right. Yes, that's sir. okay. That's yes, all right. Sir. You know, Mac, I never promised you a rose garden. Okay. That's, that's you know, good. That's good. Along with the Cadillac breakfast, you've got to have a few flakes right. sometimes. Right. There's, there's another line for a song. That's good. Frosted flakes, 2% milk. Did everything freeze? No, you might have freezed. Maybe you're frozen. Maybe you're in sugar shock. Suddenly I'm not hearing anything. Okay. One, two, three. There oh. you go. How about now? 2% two per, two milk? 2% milk, Switchy? Yes, uh, yes. Yes, it was. Okay, good. Okay, uh -huh. good. Did, did you hear? Did, uh, everything froze on me. Did you hear what I said afterwards? No. No. Yeah, I, I said I never promised you a rose garden. Yes. No, you hear that. that. We sang that. Along with along with the Cadillac breakfast, yes. you have to have a few flakes sometimes. Yes. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, we heard that. Yes. Okay. We, okay. we agree with you 100%. I, I, I didn't hear it, and I said it. We already wrote a we already wrote a song around it. We already got a, a second line on a country song. So anyway, okay, switch. You didn't disappoint. Did you ever put any extra sugar on those bad boys, or you go with the sugar that's on? No, I, many years ago when I was more immature, I, I would do that, but I, I haven't done that for decades. Put sugar on sugar frosted flakes. <laughs> I used to do that. Yikes! Yeah, not, not a lot. Maybe it's one. One used to be immature. Also, I was. We was both matured since then. Well, I ate the damn things out of the box too, like popcorn. Well, we did that. We used TV. to do that at the old station. The Everybody old... does that. Yeah, <laughs> we used to eat frosted flakes on the air back in the old days. What um, was your favorite snacks when you had company obviously? A bowl of frosted flakes, a bowl of uh, sugar smacks, a bowl of sugar pops. 
Uh, a bowl of Captain Crunch, right? What you, it says when you have your friends over when you're eight years old, or that's, yeah, <laughs> when you're having a party when you're a kid. Yeah. Oh, you're trash. You're laying it out there. You know? <laughs> you're a yeah. cheese. Oh, you're trashed. You're right. Okay, it all tastes good. So all listen. the good stuff. Uh, My mother wouldn't let me have any of that stuff. Really? Just corn flakes or Cheerios. That's yeah, that it. Was, yeah. yeah you'll eat was, it and you'll like it. Yeah. yeah. I like Cheerios. I, I still eat Cheerios. Yeah. I, like I still eat Cheerios, Cheerios too. Are great. You know they have blueberry uh, Cheerios? I know. They got no. like 10 different kinds of Cheerios. No, no. That's not good. You can't no. eat Cheerios with sugar, though, because sugar falls through yes. and hits the bottom of the box. <laughs> that's the prize at the end. That's the prize at the bottom that's, of the box. That is just so wrong. Oh, I love Cheerios with lots of sugar on them. They don't even call it Cheerios anymore. What, they, what, what do you mean? They, well, they have a million varieties. They, of they changed you know? the name uh, a little Cheerios bit. Cheerios with asbestos, Cheerios with, you know, like, <laughs> because of uh, flavoring. Like, che uh, like Cheerios or something. Cheerios. Cheerios. That's what they call Cheerios. it. Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, they I think you're buying the off brand, JJ. No, yeah. I'm not. You're buying the maca basket brand? <laughs> no, nope, they're still hard healthy, but it's getting belligerent. They want to make everybody know that it's oats, not yes. meat. Yeah, well, you know, Cheerios is one of the most recognized brand names around the world. They shouldn't screw around with changing Cheerios around. It's right up there with Coke and like GE and stuff like that. Cheerios. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, hey, listen, Don, now that I'm just curious, Jim, what did you eat for breakfast? I'm guessing. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, what are you guessing? Uh, like a lamb, a lot of potatoes, uh, <laughs> something like that. I had I had a glass of orange juice. Okay. Uh, fresh orange juice. I had a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and milk and sugar, half and half and sugar. Go ahead. And I had a bagel, half a bagel. Yes. Um, with the inside scooped out so it was less bagel. Yes. And um, a, a light schmear of butter. Schmear of butter. Light schmear of cream cheese and some locks. So put the locks mm. on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like wow. Hmm. Well, when you scoop out the bagel, where do you put the locks and cheese on? Well, well you don't scoop it. I mean, you don't make it invisible. I mean, you just. <laughs> I'm thinking you know, of how you do it. You make a truck. What do you do yeah, with the crunch. inside of the bagel? Uh, sometimes we feed it to birds. Birds. Okay. That's so it doesn't go to waste. Keep it in the uh, <laughs> keep it in the system. Okay. Cool. I do like bagels. So. One, of my, one of my cats yeah. would have chowed that right down. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought oh, sugar on frosted flakes was bad, but that that uh, long peroration of that description of that breakfast mm. beats the sugar on wow. frosted flakes. Thank you. <laughs> well, Lox and cream cheese is so good. Yeah, yeah. That's it a good sure one. is. Um, Raven, I'm going to guess you had yogurt. You had homemade yogurt for breakfast. Let's just. No, I had a granola bar. Oh, okay. Oh. Hey, listen, can I ask something? A personal question? Sure. In, in, in the background, is that like a mechanical cat with its tail wagging electronically? Yeah. It's okay. one of those stupid Kit-Kat clocks. Oh, okay. We have one of those. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. This is, there, there's a long story behind this. I'm, I'm going to get aggravated. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Why don't we wait till the last segment of the show, then? When people, yeah, everyone, we'll save that for later. When everyone can enjoy it. So why don't we take a commercial break now? And uh, we'll be right back on this special show. We're talking about Beyond Area 51. The whole gang is here. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, fans. Lois Lane here. And I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one-on-one will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? 
Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milk Drinks. Our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. A special show on a book that I wrote a while ago called Beyond Area 51. Let me introduce you to the gang. Girls, Juan Juan is here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Ladies and gentlemen, all ships at sea. Welcome to the show. Okay. Everything's good with you, right? You're dressed up everything, tonight. Everything. You got, what do you, what do you, what do you, I guess what I got on today. Let's see. Uh, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> That's Keith Richards. That's hilarious. Okay. Very good. Okay. It, it looks like Jim West from Wild Wild West. Is that correct? There's an old reference. No, no. it's, it's uh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Oh, sorry. Try to keep up, X. Uh, look, also, no Wild, Wild West. That was a cool show. <laughs> no uh, no uh, Coco tonight. It was a cool show, but after a while, they get a little nutty, okay? And anyone over, you know, 30 isn't... I know what we're talking about, and the movie was a little yeah, too. It was, the it movie was, was crazy. anyway, but right. It, it, it was like one of the movies charts. was crazy. It was like a Western Man from Uncle in a way, you know. And, right, because right. yeah, well he had well gadgets said. that yeah, you gadgets. couldn't have. Right, but, yeah. But Switchblade is the expert on such, such right. subjects. It turns out we did a whole segment on this show about two years <laughs> ago. I was just listening to it a little while ago. Anyway, so listen, no Coco tonight. He's out there defending our country, but Switchblade Steve is here. Switchy. It is uh, my great pleasure to be here. Okay, one big bowl of Frosted Flakes into the day. What'd you have for lunch? More Frosted Flakes? I had some uh, leftover stuff. I heated it up. Uh-huh, okay, all right. I had some meat in it, some noodles, and that was pretty good. Oh, wow, okay, cool. All right, and that, that threw you all right over to dinner. Now, do you eat dinner? What do you do, eat before you come on the air, or what do you do? Uh, usually. Do you really? So what'd you have for dinner? Something uh, I, grabbed a, uh, I grabbed a... Uh, uh, TV dinner that was actually a, a breakfast kind of dinner with uh, cool. like eggs and potatoes and yes. some kind of some kind of meat in it. Yes, some kind of meat. <laughs> Mystery meat. Kind of That's meat. what it says right <laughs> on the top. Some kind of meat included in this product. Sounds like an MRE. I'll tell you, listen, I don't know, but the kids tell me that when you get what they call the munchies, TV yeah. dinners are really good. I'm just passing that on. I wouldn't know. Anyway, okay, listen. I don't think any of us would know what that is. No, okay. Uh, Agent X is here. Agent X. How you doing, X? Thank you for having me, okay. and I sure as hell don't know what you're talking about, the munchies. Okay, all right. <laughs> of course not. You're the only one I believe, yeah, that says that. Yeah. <laughs> in my case, it's true. Right. Um, anyway, we uh, did earlier on the set, uh, earlier in the show, we did top 10 reasons we know Agent X was in the Army, and um, also we're going to be, uh, uh, Raven's going to be looking into her crystal ball to tell us all the things about uh, Agent X that he doesn't know himself. That's coming up a little bit later, but 
<laughs> tonight, I know where they're coming from. <laughs> tonight, uh, we're um, focusing on this book, uh, Beyond Area 51. We talked about it a little bit in the opening segment. Basically, what it was, it was a follow-up to the book that I did called UFOs in Wartime. And, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I left out. Uh, I didn't introduce everyone. Raven is with us tonight. Raven. Hi. How did I miss you? Hi, hey, Raven. Okay. And uh, also, uh, looking just as beautiful as uh, my literary agent, Jim Frankel. Jim. How are you doing? Frankel on the job. Frank on the job. There he okay. is. I got everyone now, right? Okay. Oh, and uh, Alvin Al. Yeah, that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm used to being in the background. Well, know. I figure you're in, you're in the you're in the shot, but he literally yeah, is in the background. Or a radio show, so that doesn't yeah, make any I, difference. I, okay. All right, Alvin well, Al. You're if, if he's in studio, he must be your lovable sidekick, right? There he is. The second. <laughs> there you go. I'm always the sidekick. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Ed McMahon. Hall. So anyway, Matt, can I can I just in, inter, yes. inter, um, yeah. interrupt? Yes. I love your book. So much yes. that I have it right beside me. Wow, look at this. Awesome. Oh too. my God. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Look at this, Jim. Look at look how Jim. cute we all are. Wow. <laughs> take that picture. That's the picture you should take of the screenshot. Everyone holding up their book. Yeah. I have one too. Let's do it on a break because I'm going to yeah. need to take like six of them. So, okay. um, so anyway, so what, what, the, what the whole idea was was you have to follow up, and, and uh, Jim can, you know, and uh, X can uh, uh, verify this is that usually when you write, when you sign a book contract, Usually what they'll say is that we give you the um, – they have the first right of refusal of your second idea. Your second idea has to go to them. And, you know, I think that's just kind of thrown in there and, you know, and, and, and a lot of times they don't like it. But they like this one. And so we did this book, Beyond Area 51, because at the time there were a lot of books about Area 51 out there. And a lot of them were just kind of full of Coke and stuff. Well, not Coke, but full of, you know, crap, let's say. And um, so we said, well, let's do a book that's about places like Area 51. Uh, so we, I think we got like 14 to 15 different places around the world. It was very interesting to do the research. Um, it's it's written in a way where it's, it's very uh, a very quick read. I'm, I want to ask this to Jim. Now, Jim, you weren't really familiar with this book until you and I hooked up agent-wise, right? Until a couple, until a couple of days ago. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you got a copy. Um, did you read it? I re I've read three quarters of it. Okay. And what do you think? Just give us your honest opinion now, because Jim was is my, not my agent, but he wasn't my agent when this was published. <clears throat> What's well, <clears throat> excuse me? It's fun. fun. There's stuff in there that, you know, some of it's uh, mysterious, some of it sounds bogus, especially where you say this might be bogus. Bogus. Oh well. Um, okay. Well, you, you <laughs> some have, of it you sounds it uh, you know creepy. Uh, some of the stuff in Russia is really mm. really strange. That place. Uh, I'm trying. You know, that, that that you know like the the, the m place that that's the m triangle like, yeah it, it, it makes you feel better mm. that's unusual yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. um or you can call you use a cell phone to call anywhere in the world from there right that's from that, the phone booth you wonder yeah. about stuff like that right yep well <clears throat> you know, i wonder about the luckiest place in scotland where people win the lottery like crazy that's my favorite place yeah right really? yeah um that's the same what's place a, what's up with that i'm, I'm on it the, i thought that was in brooklyn <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Um, I used no, to live in Brooklyn, but I never did that. They used to. They they see um, this. It's it's Roslyn, the Ro uh, Roslyn, Scotland is um, very close to this place where they see more UFOs than any other place around the world. This town yes. in Roslyn, and um, Roslyn is also where the Knights Templar built their chapel. And no mm -hmm. one is quite sure exactly, you know, how they did that. And there's a lot of strange stuff that goes on in this area. And also, on top of it all, people win the, the people who live in this area win the lottery more than anyone anywhere else in the United Kingdom. Cool. Okay, so something weird is going on there, right? Yeah. It's really strange. Blame it on Leslie Charteris. Who was that? The guy who wrote The Saint. 
Okay, the, the TV show? Simon Templar. Oh, yeah. That was Simon Templar. Is there a connection there? I wonder. Hmm. I'm sure there probably is. So anyway, so one of the places that um, that we talk about in the book is this place called HOP, and it's it's all capitals, H-A-A-R-P. And it's a place up in Alaska that, even though I did the research on it, and it was kind of hard to get some of the research for it, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And when you read what this place is, and you read about what the government said they were doing with it, it just didn't make any sense. So Edward Nando, saying he's the UFO mechanic, took an interest in this. And so, well, so what is going on up there? Where is it, first of all? Is it near Barrows, Alaska or someplace? Venosha, uh, Alaska. Okay. And it's on 42 acres in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that's it. And this thing was— uh, Yeah, it's tiny. It is. It's small. You know, the, the other place, that radio uh, quiet zone in— like Maryland in the oh, yeah. Genius is like thousands of acres. 13,000 square acres. Yeah, like miles. Yeah. Right? Square miles. This thing is really small, but there's nothing around it. So okay. I guess you don't need to own everything around it. But this thing is set up to study the ionosphere in theory. Okay. Right. So the Air Force built it. They ran it for 20 years. It cost them $300 million to build it. Yes. And then they abandoned it in 2015 and gave it to the uh, University of Alaska, basically. <laughs> wow. Okay? Now- it's supposed to be the world's most capable, high-power, high-frequency transmitter for the study of the ionosphere. Okay. Cover story. Okay. So what it does is it temporarily excites limited areas of the ionosphere to study the physical presence of what happens when it gets excited by the sun. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Yep. So they spent hundreds of millions looking for this This is thing. the Air Force doing this. Right. And then... Um, it was also deemed useful to study radio and space physics. There are 360 transmitters on the site. It looks, yeah, it, it looks like an aluminum forest. Right. Is what it looks like, and it's like 30 something megawatt. They claim output, but they say it can be pushed way, way, way beyond mm -hmm. that. 180 antennas and it has five generators on site. So, people are saying a lot of things started happening once that thing came online, because. Right. It actually bounces waves. It's, instead of being a receiver like um, the place in the Virginias, this thing is actually a transmitter. So okay. it sends out signals, bounces them off the ionosphere, it's and kind of... they were supposed to be studying. Right. But now they're saying that you know there's different people are theorizing that the government's really trying to figure a way to weaponize the weather. Right. Yeah. That's always they're trying to affect the weather. Mm -hmm. And you know when I first started reading that, I went, yeah, it's pretty far fetched. Mm -hmm. But then. I started really looking it up, and there was there's some physicists that actually went on like CBS News and talked about this, mm -hmm. and they said if, if they've actually done it in, you know, in a, in a, in a laboratory, in a lab. Yeah, right. they've actually made it work. Right. They'll make it rain. They can change things, and now they're saying this thing is so powerful it could actually bounce waves back seven kilometers underground. Right, and if you and this is the only one. There's like 22 of these around the world. Around the world. Yep. This one is the most powerful, and it is the only one that can be aimed. <laughs> at a specific area, uh -oh. and it can be phased as an array to increase its power exponentially right. as it goes down the line. So the thing can put out serious, serious right. power. So they, they send an, an enormous amount of electricity into the sky, right? Right. They actually right. they were it's, actually calling it some like, kind of um, and it bounces off the ionosphere and, and goes directed to, right, right. to where you want it directed. But it's like fifty thousand 
kilowatts or something. Yeah, some crazy. incredible amount of electricity that they're bouncing around up there. And two of the things they said was, well, the weather, running the weather, is a lot of people believe that. And also they were thinking that it was a way to kind of like, they have radar penetrating, ground, ra- ground right. penetrating radar. Well, this is another way to see what is hidden seven, eight you know, miles below. It could be enemy bunkers, but it could be oil and you know, that kind right. of stuff. Well, the other thing they were saying, it, it could actually be aimed at, at a fault and cause earthquakes. Cool. So the other thing is they said what, what it was what this one scientist kept referring to it as a an atmospheric heater because mm. it heated things up yeah to, you know because I guess you get all all that stuff moving yep. up there and it really starts doing the job. See why this is nuts, man. This is like Doctor No, you you know 007 types. Right. So it's uh, the, the phased array has no. twelve columns, fifteen rows each of antennas, and they can be stacked you know to fire and phased mm. to keep the thing going as it goes down. So um, they say it can also interfere with radio signals, so it can disrupt yeah, satellite. Sounds about right. Can disrupt satellite uh, communications sure, yeah. anywhere in the world. Yep. And um, it could also, if you had, a, had missiles in the air, you could dis- disrupt Scramble. their ability to talk, yeah. talk to ground. So the fact that they turned it over to the University of Alaska, I know that they were trying to keep it out of the headlines there for a while. I mean, they they could just basically say these people run it now, right? Right. Well, I mean, they they gave it fully functional. Yeah. To the university. Wow. And after you know, they spent three hundred million dollars on it, and uh, they were, and they said because of lack of funding, they couldn't run it anymore, so they gave it away. <laughs> okay, okay. So, sounds so about right. So the University of Alaska has enough money to run it. Yeah, but the Air but Force, the Air Force don't. you know, can't get enough money. And, and, f- and the more I was reading about the thing, the more it's like, wow, this has the potential to do a lot of damage. They're yeah, saying yeah. even airplanes in flight, you can disrupt airplanes yeah, and but, all their electronics. Yeah, yeah. And you know, mm. they even say when one time when that thing was pushed to full power. It was at a time when Fukushima oh, that nuke, right? nuke came apart. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh. yeah so. Oops. Whoa. They said the Chinese one could have done that. Yeah. So, Go ahead, Jim, please. They're blaming this uh, you know, for Fukushima? Well, they're saying is, is um, that, that the, the Chinese have a couple of versions of it also, and they could have, in theory, according to some sources, you know. aimed it. You know, to cause I'm some kind of trouble. Yep, I'm saying who knows. But I mean, like, you never if, know. If you, the, the amount of energy, the amount of electricity they that they're literally putting up into the atmosphere, it's just just gigantic amount of electricity. That's a, that's a lot of heating stuff up. Heating. I mean, that's the whole idea. Is that's what's causing all these problems around the world? Is that the atmosphere is heating up, and here are these people heating it up on purpose, like crazy. You know. <laughs> so anyway, that was Hop. It's up in Alaska. And hey, it, it's, hey, Mac. Yes. Al. Yeah. Go. Uh, we can we can joke and laugh about. University of Alaska, and that it's a DARPA project. And one of my favorite uh, government contractors, BAE, I worked with them. Yes. When they weren't called BAE. I mean, there's this, talking about sucking off the, uh, the teat, if you will, of what? the government. That's BAE for you. Okay. But you know who else is involved with this? Boston College, oh, okay. Penn State, mm-hmm. Dartmouth, Cornell, University of Massachusetts in Amherst, hmm. John Hopkins University, and uh, Polytech Institute of New York University. Wow. Everybody's involved in this thing. Except for wow. they're all they're all JJ spilling the tea over here. Yeah. Oh, you know, all Andrew. the ins and outs. Except for John Hopkins, they're all powerhouse uh, and uh, college football teams. That's, that's right. Yeah, I think there's in, a connection. They're in their own class. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's often his. And the strange thing about it is, is that it's actually run. Uh, by um, Kirkland Air Force Base, which is down in New Mexico. Okay, that's the command center for it. Because mm-hmm. when uh, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Um, when I tried to get a photograph, I had no problems getting a photograph of Op because they were they were just out there, you know. Right. But but because 
the people at Kirkland knew I was doing a story on op, they refused to give me a, a picture of their front gate. <laughs> Okay, so really? Really? Yeah. They said, <laughs> no, uh, just the front gate. That's all. You know, I just so. wonder wow. what, what they were afraid of if you saw the front gate. I, I don't know. Really. I don't know. What but would you do with that? I mean. I, I, I don't know. But I think it's just their way of punishing me, as it turns out. But so anyway. Yeah, they're like just being dicks about it. Yeah, they're just right. like, oh, no. No, no, no. You can't uh, take this picture. I got to ask uh, Agent X. Where does he fall? Oh, here he comes. He's coming back. Okay. What'd you go get a bowl Sorry of Cheerios? He's got a, bowl, he's got a bowl of Cheerios, hey. folks. Listen, have you ever heard of this place uh, before I brought it up in the book? Have you ever heard of it? I had heard of it, yeah. What are they it, doing there? Tell us. Tell us what it, they're really it, doing there. It, it, as you know, uh, spending so much time in the military, we all hear a bunch of rumors, right? But uh, this place is an Air Force place. I was Army, and I was mostly overseas. Okay. And I still heard, you know, rumors. Come up on the, yeah, stay on that microphone so, there, Colonel. I, I heard rumors about it, but... Nothing in more detail on this particular place, no. Well, what was the rumor? Weather control? The rumor that was they were doing, I, I love this expression, um, and I've used it before. They were conducting experiments there beyond the intellectual horizon. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a great way to yeah. say nothing, isn't yeah. it? That wow. wasn't the first time I heard that expression. Wow. Okay. Is there something in particular that you... That you feel that means beyond the intellectual horizon. I mean, don't ask. You're too, <laughs> no, you're too stupid to um, understand. Is how I think. But, but Switchy <laughs> has an even much more colorful expression for that. <clears throat> he calls it high weirdness. Is that correct? High weirdness. Switchy. High strangeness. High strangeness. High strangeness. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Right. Last thing, real quick. They were saying that when that um, a couple of the interviews I saw with the uh, the physicists when they were talking about this. They were saying, well, isn't it kind of far-fetched to think that they're going to really try to change the weather? And he said, it's been reported that back during the Vietnam War, the CIA was trying to figure out a way to make monsoons yes. to drive the Viet Cong back because they, 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 they would clobber them with the bad weather. Well, they would seed the clouds. They were right. seeding the clouds over there. Yeah, that was a DAPA project. Right. It didn't work. To win. So then they said, well, why don't we just defoliate the whole country? <laughs> right. That didn't work either. Let's try napalm. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, okay, so that's up. Uh, that's one of the chapters in uh, Beyond Area 51 on CL Everywhere. I, a strange place. I, I think the funniest thing about that place is that they spend $300 million to build it, and then they don't have enough money to run it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be true, or it could be just, you know, kind of like a— they cut And they're handing it off to college students to run it. And they give it to the college uh, students, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> okay. the university was like, if we hold out long enough, those bozos will just give it They'll to just us. Just give it to us. <laughs> right. But, but there's, you know, a, there's, there's two kinds of budgets. There's a capital budget and an operating budget. Right, right, right. Building it came out of the capital budget. Right. The operating budget is a totally different kettle of fish. But if you mm -hmm. if you spend three hundred million on the thing, you you should probably project in the future how long you're going to be yeah. able to run it. Right. right? You should. <laughs> it's not like you're spending you know fifteen dollars on right. something. So so now they give it to the this, the college and they put a big sign over the big main power thing and says. Don't go beyond this, or something real bad's going to happen. Uh -huh. I mean, if it's got the immense power, this thing's supposed to be able to generate. What they un unhook half of it? Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, how about birds? How about birds flying over it? I bet uh, you they get probably close, melts right? them as they oh, go they by. Oh. Yeah, they probably just up. Or poof. H a a r p. Okay. So listen now. Seriously, there's probably a lot of that going on. When I'm thinking now, it's is, three and a half megawatts of power. See, that's a lot. Directed, man. directed in a, in a beam. Yeah. Beam. That can uh, drive you nuts. Well, they said that's, can you imagine that's if college they, radio was yeah, – all those college go. stations get college radio plugged into that and they, they're experimenting they, with uh, how many uh, tracks <laughs> of uh, a certain band can affect the uh, the weather. Right, well, yeah. They, they said they, they, you could do mind control in theory with that kind of power. And they said even though it says it, 
you know, all of their specs say it'll do 3.5. They said they can push that thing to, you know, exponentially beyond that sure. with That's, a little bit of, you know, sleight of hand. Right. And they can pour right. far more power into that thing than it, it was ever designed for. Megawatts, a megawatt is a and lot of power. That runs like a small city, you know, so... Oh, yeah. That's in the hand yeah. of college students. Yeah, sure. now it's all these like stoners. <laughs> right? Hey, watch this. Watch this. Push that button. Dude, let's see what happens. Well qualified. I mean, we're talking, you know, the top colleges. All right, look. Now that we're in the masses in the list, but they are. Now that we're in the mood, I think we're in the mood for our crystal ball. Raven's crystal ball. Raven has a crystal ball and she knows how to use it. And <laughs> do. Tonight's victim. Okay, let me let me just zhuzh myself up a let little bit. Let me ask bit. you a question first about a crystal ball because Eileen uh, mentioned that her mother used to have a crystal ball. Okay. Did, you, lovely, did uh, you have to have it like cleansed or blessed or something I, done with it by other witches or something like that to before you could use it? Washed with um, holy water. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I when there, whenever there's a, a full moon, I put my my crystals and um like my, my crystal ball and my tarot cards i put them outside and then oh. i let them charge under the full moon okay that's that's how i've always done it it works for me i don't i mean other people might have different okay uh things that they prefer but yeah. that's what i do i'm gonna get a crystal right. ball and i'm gonna do that Sounds and i'm good. gonna try to predict the nfl every weekend you know, uh, right? <laughs> you know, bet on Brady. Okay. Bet on Brady. There's got to be a way to do that. It depends on. Just don't take the ball. points. Be. Yeah, don't take the Not points. I know Raven will say it doesn't work that way, but it's got to be a they way. They all say that. But all right. So look. I mean, if, yeah, if you find someone that can do it, then let me know. <laughs> we, um, we're all going to Vegas. All right. Look, it's time now to uh, fry X's noodle. We're picking on X tonight for, uh, you know, who knows why. Uh, so, Raven, you know his birthday. You know, um, you can look into his your crystal ball. Tell us. What we want to know about X, stuff that he doesn't even know himself. Please, Raven. Yeah. So X's birthday is February 3rd, and this is the day of exacting realism. Mm -hmm. He is an Aquarius, uh, just like our friend Mac, oh. and he's an air sign. Uh, he's ruled by the number three in Jupiter. Um, so X, uh, you are very realistic about what you can and cannot do and pay painstaking attention to the details of your profession. Uh, you have a fine sense of timing, oh. uh, usually go, <clears throat> excuse me, usually picking the exact right moment, uh, to make your move in business or love. Uh, you tend to have an easy come easy go attitude. So when things don't work out for you, it's really not a big deal to, to uh -huh. drop it and move on. I think he got um, his birthday so wrong. Quick adaptation. I think he uh, got his birthday wrong, Raven. Nothing is hitting, nothing sticking on the wall here, but go ahead, please. No, 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 wait, 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 Okay. Raven. <laughs> yes. You you are a, uh, just so perfect. Oh God! Yeah, that's right, <laughs> driving right. the way it works. <laughs> that easy, easy, you exactly know, easy does it attitude. And the only Got thing me. you left off is Jupiter is the king of gods. Uh, you know. Jupiter, Zeus, Odin, all the same thing. Well done, Raven. Okay, continue, Raven. She's mm. only halfway through. I can tell. There you go. Oh, yeah, there's more. There's more. By all means. Oh, I don't um, know. You. <laughs> You are often sought out by women in need of comfort or assistance. Um, you have fulfilled this role many times in your life, but it is important to remember that these damsels in distress look at you as kind of a fatherly or grandfatherly figure. Oh. Uh, to them, you Ooh. represent a gentle, non-threatening male. Um, so when this happens, always remember romance is definitely not in the air. 
Oh, he's, uh, where's that happy-go-lucky attitude now? <laughs> How's it working for you I now? also have um, your strengths. You are technical, detailed, and you can be a perfectionist. Uh, weaknesses, uh, you can be emotionally difficult or self-indulgent. Well, there you go now. Um, your tarot card I have right here for you. You are the Empress. This is a beautiful card. The Empress. Uh, this symbolizes uh, creative intelligence. And you also share a birthday with Norman Rockwell. Oh. Well-known artist, oh, cool. uh, Lillian Armstrong, jazz musician, okay. Bob Grease, uh, Miami Bob, Dolphins Bob Greasy. Yep. Bob Greasy. Sure. Yep. Yep. And uh, Dave Davies, uh, he's a musician from the Kinks. Dave and Davies Morgan of the Kinks. Cool. Uh, an actress. Okay. Um, and your meditation mantra is non-attachment is a good thing, but one can become attached to that as well. Wow. Okay, man. All right. Whoa, that's we have to She's got your number. Except for the as a father or grandfather. All right. No, no. The rest of it went right off. <laughs> Very well done. Row. I, I, I have to confess that I helped Raven put that together because. Hey, yeah, see? see. Yeah, I know. Now this is. I'm. I'm just. I'm just throwing gasoline on this massive oh. ego fire. Right up in the <laughs> microphone there. Will you please, Colonel? Because I, I told her off air our Hampton Beach story. Now I don't know if that's. What's that story? Well, I don't know if it's something we should tell them here. Do you want to tell? Should I tell that story? Because it proves to me. You, you, you do it. You're the famous okay. author with over sixty. All right. Books. So I've, I've heard for years, you know, how he has been in these positions around the world. This is X, and strange, beautiful women will come up to him out of the blue and ask him for assistance. All right. I know that there was an Asian beauty in a in a gas station who asked you to pump her gas. You had to get, you know, you helped some woman get in her apartment. Who the heck knows? But there's four or five stories. Anytime we're down the coma drinking, I hear them over and over. Okay? And I just figured, okay, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Because he's been known to brag every once in a while. With Don what? Hampton Beach, uh, once, it was like a summer, a Friday afternoon in August, two or three years ago, we're down there to see No Belly Button Man's band playing out the half show. Oh, cool. All right? There's thousands of people around, thousands of people around on the street, everything. These two beauty queens in bikinis walk up to him and say to him, can you carry our beach chairs for us? And, 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 and there he goes for two hours. I don't see him for two hours. Wow. We're in wow. his car. I'm waiting at the bar for him because he's got the case. All right? It, it, so it happens is what I'm wow. saying. Yeah. Touche. Unbelievable. Mac only added in one part to that. Right. Everything else was, was right. from my Right. My I put in the father and grandfatherly thing. We, we hey. had to do that. Wow. <laughs> hey. But it does happen. I hate to say it, but it does happen because I saw it happen. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And there he goes. He says, I'll see. He says, he says, I told you it happened. And then he disappears into wow. the crowd of French girls in bikinis. Wow. Okay. Anyway. All right. A man among men. So we <laughs> and uh, you are Mac eating fried dough and he's going off with, <laughs> with the ladies. I know, really. Uh, I was like, yes, I'll have another Mai Tai, please, yeah, right, yeah, for my friend. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> anyway, okay. One uh, afternoon in Hampton Beach, who knows? Wow. All right, so why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range? or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle. Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? 
In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Hey fans, Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com, and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one one will be handled on a case-by-case basis. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. We're uh, featuring tonight a book that I wrote a few years ago called uh, Beyond Area 51. It's just a a collection of places around the world that are like Area 51 but are not Area 51. And I can just tell you, like off the top of my head, um, there's a number of them in Nevada, in the Nevada desert. There's one called Tonopah Test Range, which is like one of the most secret places in the United States, and you've hardly heard of it. It's where they they test real top-secret aircraft and weapons. Uh, There's another place, uh, Kirkland Air Force Base down in New Mexico, which we'll be talking about in a little while. All kinds of crazy things have gone on there. Um, The St. Louis Valley is a place in uh, the corner of Colorado, surrounded by by, um, military bases, but very, very strange things happen there. Raven's going to be telling us about them soon. There's um, Autech, which is the Navy's Area 51, which just happens to be not in the United States at all. It's in uh, the Bahamas, right in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. That's the weirdest thing about this book when I was doing press for it, as they say. They'd say, you're saying that the Navy's Area 51 is in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle in the Bahamas, and, it, and that's exactly where it is. Okay, so wow. as strange as that seems. Uh, also, a number of places in um, England, we go on this search on uh, where is England's Area 51, because England is just such a small place. How could you hide something like that? And we came up with a bunch of you know suspects, let's say. Very strange things in Russia, as um, Jim was telling us in a, the earlier segment. Very, very odd things in Russia. Secret bases there, places where the KGB had um, wouldn't let civilians go in for years. When they finally let them go in, this place called the M Triangle in Urals, like people go in there and they're sick and they get cured. They go in there dumb and they come out smart. It's it's very strange. Wow. There's a place there where you just it's called the phone booth, but it's just this like square yard of land that if you stand in this place, you can make a cell phone call to anywhere in the world. Um, People camp out in the forest, and they hear traffic going by. They've recorded traffic going by, and even though they're in the forest. Um, Ew. It's the craziest, what? craziest Ew. place. Yeah, called the M Triangle in Russia. And people called um, Heaven on Earth. It, very quickly, I told this story a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy, when, they find, when the wall came down, they finally let people go into the M Triangle. Um, they let scientists and you know researchers go in. The third or fourth caravan that went in, 
uh, included a person from People magazine and this guy who was a uh, journalist from Moscow who got drummed out of the Soviet Army for God knows why. And I can tell you, the Soviet Army, they'll take anyone. You get a heartbeat, you're in the Army now, right? He got <laughs> bounced out of the Army, became a journalist, went to the M Triangle for the two weeks, and the People reporter kind of took up his story. Now, he came out of the M Triangle and went back to Moscow, wrote his story, and started having an inc- started. He 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 got an immediate knowledge of astrophysics. Okay, he never went wow. to school, nothing. <laughs> and a year and a half later, he was a cosmonaut. Okay, wow. so that's very strange. Dumb guy gets drummed out of the Soviet army, and three, one trip to the M Triangle, he's a cosmonaut less than three years later. Now I, I don't. Mike, know, I got I got to tell you, Jim said earlier, it's a place you go in and you immediately feel good once you're there. Mm-hmm. Right. Sounds to me like an Irish pub. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> Lynn, gonna say Lynn, Massachusetts. Yeah. You don't go in the way you, you came come out. out very yeah. smart there. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah. So, that, smart. so that's what the book is about. It's like strange places like that. Very uh, other well, odd places yeah. in uh, in Russia, too. But this place, St. Louis Valley, uh, which is in Colorado, it's a high desert in Colorado. Um, I think in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, so that would be the southwest portion. And um, yes. a lot of sh- very strange stuff goes on there. Chris O'Brien, who is an author who has written about this yes. extensively, uh, and he's also used to be in a punk band in Boston called, hmm, they may have been called The Pubes or something. You know, who knows? But they were a punk band. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something to rhyme like that. But he, he's he's been on the show in the past, and he can tell some really crazy stories. But Raven, you read about it today, right? I did. I reread it because I wanted to make sure I was fresh. You were yeah. checking on the band name, right? <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't read. <laughs> I, I think it was. I think it was the Strokes. To tell you the truth, the Strokes. The Strokes. Okay. They are not from Boston. Yeah. There we go. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So the San Luis, Louis, Luis. Am I saying that right? The I think San, it's San Louis. Louis. San Louis. Louis. San Louis. 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 Okay. Louis. I just want to make sure. Yes. Um, this has been something that people have reported um strange lights strange sounds there have been reports of not even sounds but you can feel things almost vibrating through your body cattle mutilations um reports of missing time seeing ufo like uh objects in the sky uh seeing shadows when it's pitch black outside and there's there's no sunlight so there's nothing that would even be creating this um it's pretty wild i uh i really liked a few of um the chapters that mac wrote um specifically uh not chapters i'm sorry uh excerpts mm-hmm. um the mysterious yellow helicopter mm. was right. for some reason Crazy like story. to my core yeah um that that is so yeah. strange i'll just and tell it real quick to, let me just tell the story okay, real quick so this is this is like the type of thing that that happens there. First of all, it's very close to NARAD. It's very close to where the Space Command now has their headquarters. And there's like four or five, you know, semi-secret military bases around this place. Why? If that makes any difference, who knows, right? So anyway, um, if I remember the story right, they they there's a helicopter flying around there. That's a helicopter that's from the MASH days, okay? So the early 50s. And Coco has been on many times and said that thing about helicopter. You know, an airplane can fly forever. Helicopters just fall apart because they got so many moving parts and they're always coming up with better ways to, uh, you know, to build them. So that's why you don't see vintage helicopters like you do see vintage airplanes, you know? And so there was this whole, there was a story about how um, there's this, this farmer, a lot of farmland out there, and people are spread out too. 
And they saw this yellow helicopter go over their house. And they go, wow, this is strange. And it landed on their property. By the time they got down to their property, it had gone. But their prized bull, which I'm sure, you know, probably costs, you know, a couple G's anyway, right? That's a lot of cake, yeah. He's their dead. He's their dead and his sex organs are gone or something, right? Something weird like that. Sex organs are gone. His eyes are gone. And his... Uh, uh, anus is scooped out. His anus is so scooped they out, as I said. Right? That's how veterinarians. Do you hate it when that happens? Yeah. Another thing too is it, it was flying very low. Very low. From from what this family reported, it, I mean, it was you know forty feet above their head. It's because it was full. It was full of, was full of bull so organs. Yeah. <laughs> the way back was so it was in a rear end collision of... with the bull. Yeah. Oh my god. So, so here's the weird thing. So now so. The way when Chris O'Brien used to live there, and he would run into these neighbors, but not every day because everyone is kind of spread out. So somehow he gets this story, if I remember the story right, and yes. and he writes it, and he's in his house, either talking to someone on the phone about it, something really, and this is sometime afterwards, right? And he hears this noise it's outside. Like thirteen of, years th- later, yeah, and he was doing either years. research or, or rewriting or, a or book, writing about something. it. And he hears this noise. He looks out, and there's the freaking yellow helicopter over his house. Wow. I know. Did he sit down fast? <laughs> I mean, I mean, wow. I mean, um, that's just one of the strange things that happened in this place. And the other thing, too, if I could just bring this up, too, is what they did was people out there, uh, you know, it's, he would run into people and they say, oh, by the way, I saw a UFO, you know, six months ago. I forgot to call you because it's stuff, weird stuff happens all the time. And they see animals yeah. there that are only, you know, should be in South America. They've seen humans flying, humans flying, you know, like if you had a jetpack or whatever. But, you know, no jetpack. They've seen Bigfoot. They see UFOs all the time. All this shadow people, which to me is crazy because you're in your house and you see a shadow on the wall and no one is there. To me, that's very And this has become normal for for this community. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. They don't even bat an eye at it. They're just like, oh, yeah, like this happened the other day, you know, like talking about like it's on their grocery list. Right. Yeah, it's in a very weird place. And it was an Indian. It was a place. It was so sacred to Native Americans that. You know, there were actually Native American nations within the United States. I mean, they were like conglomeration of tribes, right? Well, this is a holy land for three Native American nations. That's how holy this place was. And all this kind of strange things happened. So what they did one day was, uh, and this is in the book Beyond Area 51 on sale everywhere, was people would notice these weird lights over an old graveyard in this small little town. Remember this story? And, and, and. People would say, what's causing that? What's causing that? So one night, they all got together and they said, let's turn every light off in the town and so see if it's creepy. some re- it's some so reflection creepy. or something like that. And they did, and they still saw the lights. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like glowing. Yeah. So, yes. And it's like some type of, uh, I don't want to say a hub, but it's yeah, like, like a, a conduit. A something, yeah. Something or very strange is going on there. Yeah. Yeah, a portal. Something. Uh, something. And, and the portal? fact that yeah. it's a uh, secret portal. You know, it's surrounded by these military bases, too. So they see a lot of military activity there. There's a there's like a, uh, a firing range on one side, but it's a, it's a huge, huge place. And, and he said one of the weirdest things about it, it, it's just a natural thing, though, is that it's high desert, which you don't see very often. Very high. And the clouds actually are only like sometimes only like three or four feet off the ground. So they have like oh, these wow. big cumulus clouds, but they're very close to the ground. He says it's just a very creepy place. And he had people break in his house and steal his manuscript and stuff. And there was a lot of yeah. drama going on there. Um, so the St. Louis Valley, what the heck is going on? I mean, is that, did I get it all, Raven, or did we get it all? What else? Yeah, you did a really What else intrigued job. you about it? Can I it? interject something? Go ahead, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I knew Rosemary Allen Guiley, who we lost a couple of years ago. She was out several years with Chris O'Brien. 
oh, doing wow. an investigation in that area. And yeah. she told us that one night they were in a, a an undisclosed area and they started to see these like long serpent-like things, translucent, coming in and out of the ground. Mm. And they decided to get the hell out of there. Mm. But they had no idea what it was. It wasn't wasn't solid. It wasn't physical. Yeah. But it was some kind of a, uh, a phenomena or apparition that was uh, connected to the San Luis Valley. Well, they had these... Uh... We saw, we saw that movie, Steve. It was called Tremors. Tremors. And they made about five <laughs> it's a great movie. These, these apparently didn't have really any good. <laughs> Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre. Really good movie. Crazy movie. But they had like things like they would see these mystery lights that would show up on the peaks of the mountains that would go by. They like, you know, spelt out words and stuff and messages and just like. They really. did. There was several, um, several people. Several people, I'm sorry, reported seeing um, that the letter G was projected into the sky, mm -hmm. and then they saw O oh, and D, G -O -D, and they thought it was spelling out God. Right. But then other people that were that were farther away from them saw. I don't. I'm thinking it was probably they saw it at a different angle, or maybe it was dog. Maybe a trick of the mind or something. But they saw it as D O D. Now, if you oh, uh, D O D, the, which Department, is the of Department of Defense, yeah, there you go. the new advertising campaign. Yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy. Is this still going on right now? Uh, it, it goes on. It's nonstop there. Yeah, it's nonstop. Non like, like even stuff like, for instance, mm. they find there's, there's some kind of uh, animal that's that's down in the forests of the, of South America, not Central America, South America. It's, it's kind of like a, a a little bear, like a koala bear or something. I forget what it's called. Okay, so they find them. You know, they find like dead carcasses of them in the St. Louis Valley, thousands of miles away. Which, wow. yeah, nuts. Well, yeah. How do they get there? Yeah, they're not migratory, so they're I don't not think migratory. They, no, <laughs> I don't no. think they got there on their own. Uh, weird and and um and then there was this there's a famous story I don't know we talked about off here whether we should talk about this with the Snippy the horse should we or should we just let people find that out for themselves? You know the horse's name actually was Lady. What they, was it? The person that wrote up the article thought it would be cute to oh. call her Snippy <clears throat> for okay. obvious reasons. If you know the story. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Well, they, there was, was maybe, a, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe we should let people find yeah, out. Find about out yourself. Find I thought the, it was Snippy. Snippy, yeah, Snippy the horse. Well, it, it, it was written up in Fate magazine oh. years ago, and what they call it no. Snippy. They call it was, Snippy. Oh yeah. yeah, back in the '60s, '70s, whatever. Yeah, what is '67? Uh, no, okay. wow. So let that be a tease for those who uh, Snippy are reach out and buy the book. Went on to run it's, a uh, successful. It's a horse uh, of a different color. There you go. A successful um, series of uh, vasectomy. Uh, I don't know. Bada boom. I don't know. Snippy and you know, who knows? Well, the that. article uh, slices right to the point. There you go. Now, thank you, Switchy, oh. for saving Cuts me. Cuts quick. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. if you want to look at that further, uh, there, yeah. obviously, with the aliens, there's uh, some animal harm. Right. Yeah. Something in this whole thing about you know animal mutilations and stuff like that. I just don't get because I keep thinking. I keep what keeps coming back to me is that if you have this entity that has a technology that can fly around in UFOs, come from no, who knows where, do all these things that we see them doing, why would they need to, you know, to core out the anus of a bull? You know what I mean? They would know everything. Why would they need to do something like that? They would know everything. Well, maybe, but, one, of the, maybe one inhabitant of the uh, spacecraft, whatever it was, was accused of uh, slinging some uh, BS. Go ahead. So he went down there and said, <laughs> got some. No, I got man, some, no yeah. BS. I'll show you BS. Yeah, here you go. Right. Okay. Went down and got the real thing. One, one. That's a crap idea. That could be. You never know. Jim, do you have any ideas? For the moment. Jim, do you have any ideas on animal mutilation by UFOs, aliens? I think it's all people. People. <laughs> I think it's all people, and they're blaming it on the aliens because the aliens can't can't talk Defend back. Themselves. They can't right. be prosecuted. Yeah. Can't and, talk oh. back. 
There are some sick people, you know, I mean, oh, sure. listen, it's well established that people who, 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 you know, like serial killers and stuff like that, they start out mutilating animals. Yes. Yeah. Kids. Right. So it's not, it's not unknown. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Points yeah. have been made. But I'll tell you, yeah. if I was getting, you know, if I was a serial killer in making and I, I wouldn't want to take a bull on as my first, uh, you know, victim, right? How do you, how do you, you know, how can Not you have him, he was tied down I was well. going to say, how do you have him sit still long enough? <laughs> well, it could be a final don't exam move. for that serial killer. <laughs> don't, don't move. This won't hurt a don't bit. Don't move. Yes, that is my helicopter. Don't move. Yeah, right, here we go. Okay, yeah, so, wow. Leave the cows alone. Why don't we do <laughs> it? I love cows. Yes. I know, they're so cute. That's yeah. what, that's what they love thinking the too. too, don't we? Cute. Yeah, okay. Don't forget the ferrets. I the ferrets, I love. <laughs> All right, why don't we do this? And, the, and uh, I'm a bearded dragon fan, by the way. I just want to let you know. Oh, really? <laughs> Are they a new yeah. band? Is that a new band that you're listening to? I've got two clients that have them as pets in their office. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping everybody here loves the lobsters and like loves to see the lobsters run free. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every time right. I go to the grocery store, who wants to store, see a lobster get thrown in the pot? I want to pull them out of the out of the out of the I know exactly. You know, I always freaked out when I. I see lobsters get thrown in the pot. And you hear a little scream. They, they scream, There's all that little scream. Yeah. yeah, They literally scream, and it's yes. horrifying. Oh, it makes them oh. taste better. Come on. This is supposedly a true story, but Mac can Go ahead. confirm. There was an English lord in the early 1900s when everybody was walking their pets, their cats, and their ocelots, and their hounds, and all that. He had a lobster on a leash that he walked. <laughs> really? That's no Was way. he fattening them, yes. up, fattening them up? For a lobster roll someday? No, Is that what I he was doing? them up by walking them around on the street. I don't know. And build then, muscles. That was his pet. Yes. Okay. And then did he eat them at the end? What's the punchline? Oh, you don't eat your pets. pets. No, oh, come you don't on. Eat your pets. Of you, you don't, don't eat your pets. Where do you think Coco Zeppelin is going? What do you think? You're going to just keep, keep him around? For, <laughs> He's going to keep Zeppelin. Has he wanted a pig in his house? Come on, that thing is. Bacon, they call that's a Zeppelin. hey, listen. Yeah. Zeppelin is a pet. Thank you, If you don't see him after Easter, you know what happened. No, you see him with three legs. Three legs. That's Cause right. Because a, a pig that good, you don't eat all at you once. Don't eat them all at once. <laughs> that's an old. That's an old freaking Henning jo Hungman joke. Holy cow! Henning you Hungman. guys are so mean. Yikes! All right. Uh, Raven and I are so nice. Let's just go to the cats. Right let's get it, it over with. We so get look, it. Yep. Why don't we so do this? Some on your side about the animals, and on Raven's side, we want to save the animals. Well, on, Every time we go down it. this X road, I, I yeah. become a vegetarian. So, yes, there's the guy hours. who inhales two hamburgers yeah. in like uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> You know, you you kill more cattle than aliens do every year with the hamburgers. <laughs> it's you. You know, my older brother was a uh, a Navy diver back in the yes. uh, early seventies, out of San Diego. Actually, very and famous guy. He, um, I was out visiting one time. He came home from a, a day of work yes. with a fourteen pound lobster. Really? Yeah. And and it was a spiny Holy lobster, so what? it was wow. not. You didn't have claws, so you can imagine how big the body had to be mm. to bring right, the thing right. up to fourteen pounds. Wow! And he brought it home, Wait, and we're looking at it. And the way we ended up having it for dinner yes. was um, we bought it a, a brand new a trash can <laughs> and put it on all four burners of the stove to get it really? hot enough. Yeah, it was that big. It, it needed a, needed something that big to get him in. Wow! And so I put him in the in the sink first, and I yes. put him in with a bottle of wine. And I got him good, good and loosened up. So. Was he still so alive when you were oh, yeah. in the rain bath? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he went in, he went in. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, that's, interesting. that's interesting. the first I time. If he was a Navy diver, oh, he would have got 
First time in my life with a full dolphin, <laughs> hundred ninety-five pound dolphin. They <laughs> taste good too. You, you, you know what the squids do with dolphins? Yeah, they eat them. They eat them. Yeah. Of course they don't. Oh, well, no. They're great we with French fries. In the army, tomato sauce. Okay. When we cut this guy up, yes, it was like a loaf of his his yes. your tail. A loaf of bread. It was like a loaf of bread. Wow. We were cutting out chunks. I mean, it's the first time and probably only time in my life. I had more lobster than I could eat. We just sat there and, and you could like his legs were so big you could stick your finger down through them yes. to clean them out. That's how big this guy. It's quite a visual I there, Al. <laughs> I can't even look in their face. Jesus, it, it, no. when they're swimming around, just in the, turn them around. The yeah, turn them around. They're so cute. All yeah. I want to do is, is pull them out and okay. just just throw them and say, "Get out!" There you go. Take him down to Newburyport or the beach and let them free. Luckily, yeah. Boyd did. Wow. And he put a leash on him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on that he note. Them and rehabilitated. Why don't it's we... so bougie to have a lobster on a yeah, leash, really. though. Yes, like, oh, here's my pet. I haven't had Hold my caviar. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that kill the lobster Where's being my... out of wa the water for so Yes. Yes. Well, he only he did it for short periods of the And he had a tank of water with him in a baby carriage. And he'd spray him down every once in a while. Yeah. He spritz him every now and then. Listen, why don't we regroup, take a uh, commercial uh, break now, and we'll be right back after now. this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after a special uh, show tonight featuring Beyond Area 51 on sale everywhere. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside of the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon.
back in with Mac Maloney's Miltrex Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we've had so far tonight. We're doing a special tonight on a book called Beyond Area 51. Go on the Amazon and get it. We're talking about it for the entire show tonight. Basically, it's a book about all these different places around the world, very strange places around the world that are kind of like Area 51, but are not Area 51. I mean, you know, the funny thing about Area 51 is it's like the most famous secret base in the world, right? Everyone's heard about it. Everyone knows where it is. They see movies, books, TV shows, news reports. So, you know, how secret is it? What they do there is secret. But there are other places in the Nevada uh, test range, they call it, you know, this huge part of Nevada that the government owns. And, you know, people have referred to them. They're not by this name, but, you know, what they say, there's Area 52, there's Area 53, Area 54, places you haven't heard of. And, um, Studio 54. And, and, and. R54. R54. And that where place, are you? That, that place, yeah, we're in Nevada. That place, uh, Tonopah, which we talked about, is right near Reno. And this is an airbase out in the middle of nowhere. And that, some of the stuff they do there is just like really nuts. And what's funny about, I remember when I was, uh, you know, researching it was that of all these bases around the world, now this was really strange. Um, all of them had some kind of a UFO history, you know, and, and it was always like, well, what came first type thing. But all of them had some kind of UFO history. About them, every base that we talk about, Russian, Chinese, American, whatever, except Tonopah uh, Air Force Base out in the middle of the desert near Reno. It's about halfway between. Uh, it's right. It's about halfway between Tahoe and Vegas is Reno. So a lot of people would stay overnight there. Let's say a very strange place too. Um, but outside of that town is this place. And like for instance, this is what they did. Remember the Stealth Fighter, right? So the Stealth Fighter was first unveiled in about 1990 or so. But it had been flying around for 10 years. They flew it around Tonopah uh, Air Base. They put these designations on it to make it look like it was a completely different airplane. And they flew it for 10 years, and no one said a word. No one said a word, you know. Um, the people in the town worked there. They knew what was going on. Of course, the military people did. No one said a word. All kinds of really crazy secret stuff goes on there now. What's weird is it also builds itself as the best place in the country to go stargazing, you know, if you're an amateur astronomer or something. This is the place to go. So they get like thousands of people there, and, they, and no one ever sees UFOs there. Now, think about that Amazing. for a second. Yeah. yeah. Every other Crazy. place, Area 51, right? you know, Kirkland, or Arizona. you know, um, Luke Air Force Base in California, that place that Coco goes to, that dump, uh, that uh, proving ground there in Utah. You know, all these weird things happen. They all have some kind of UFO connection. Yet this place, where the skies are so clear that people go there to look at the stars, they have no UFO reports there. That's strange, you know. I mean, who knows why? Maybe they know better not to go there because so many people have telescopes or something. You know, who knows? But yeah. well, it's like they don't want they don't want to Mac, provide Mac, proof. Your subject, Tonopah. Yes. I, I'm 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 just going to tell everybody here. Uh, Mac, when he says he does the research, he really does the research. Uh-uh. He reached out to me and asked me if I'd ever heard of it, and I said, hell no. And he said, do you know anybody that ever has? Oh, that's and right. I had a friend of mine, a person I was working with at the time, who was a, vet, a, a pilot from the Vietnam War, and he had been assigned there. And you and Phil yes. had a conversation on the phone. And right. so you really do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. Anybody thinks you don't do research, mm-hmm. you really do it. I also found so. out that in the town of Tonopah, the biggest motel there is called the Clown Motel and has like this huge yes. clown. I thought, and there's like 
is there every year that type of place you know there's a lot of, like, a lot of glamour yeah. to yeah. it. Let's, let's like go there. rooms are all like decorated all go there yeah. i don't care they're all done in clown right. different clown well, let's do a show I'm, from there i'm not going alone oh no <laughs> i'll go with i'll spoon you don't worry okay wow so don't go there if you're so a bozo anyway. so and, and i remember one thing that he that he told me was and and you know, he didn't like tell me tell me but he got me thinking was that so, so what they used to do is when they were flying a stealth fighter and they knew that the Russians were flying satellites over the place, right, because they know where it is. So they would put these other airplanes out there called A-7 airplanes. They were planes that used in Vietnam. They were old. They were given to the National Guard. And they were like no big deal, right? But, and that was oh, the number. Right. That was the IFF frequency that the stealth fighters used were these A-7s, okay? So they used to put the A-7s out on the runway so the Russians would take pictures of them and say, you know, what are they doing? With the, you know, what are they doing? And it's kind of like a way to screw with them, right? Yeah. So – when I talked to him, I said to him, "So what's, you know, so what do they put out? In the, what do they put out there now? You know, what are they doing now that they try to fool you into thinking you're doing something?" He says they put out um, like dozens of captured Russian SAM missile batteries and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. wow. And it was kind of like, ah, you know, yeah. f you. Look what we yeah. got. Yeah, you know. So you know, who knows? Very crazy place. Yeah, Tonopah. Tonopah test range is what it's called. Uh, yeah, we should do it. Do a broadcast on the Clown Motel. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I am. I know people. Like maybe they're maybe they're on Airbnb, and we can get a sweet deal. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I know people yeah. are terrified of clowns. Yeah, they really, really. Me too. Yeah, won't even go near anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scared as bo- scared by bozo as a child. Right. There's a there's a um, Halloween store up yes. right up in uh, Seabrook. Go ahead. They open up in an empty, like a Kmart that closed down, and they open out only for a month. Yes. I went in there yesterday. Go ahead. I went in there yesterday, and they have a lot of clown stuff, creepy clowns. Listen, if there's there's ever going to be a place that sold creepy clown stuff, it would be Seabrook. It would be Seabrook. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly. Exactly. So anyway, look. Home of the nuclear power plant. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. You might have heard me twice do this segment opening. You know, who knows? We'll find out. (laughs) In the cutting room. But anyway, I don't remember saying this. So, girls, one uh, one is here. Very famous one. Yeah, I'm here. Been here all this time. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Yes, yes. Good for you. This, this is a funny show. Wow. Yeah, it sure is. I think <laughs> I think Bob the Ghost Weird is here stuff. too. Just to top things off, Bob the Ghost, I think, is here. Yeah, I, just, I heard the something out there. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, did you? I did hear a bang out there. Yeah. See, that's another thing. We were in this. We're in this place that you know the 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 guy who was the engineer was here. He came here every day for thirty day, for thirty years. He lived two houses down, and he drops friggin' dead here. What about two months before we got here or something? Is that true? <laughs> Is that what happened? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been in here where the lights are blinking and the doors are open. We see people. We don't know who they are and stuff. I mean, that stuff is. I saw, her, I saw him walk by in khakis and go to the back door, and I, I thought it was a, you know somebody picking up the trash or something. There you go. He's a very well. I was concerned about okay. Um, not concerned about the guy, but no. you know, is he locking the doors or does he know who we are or something like that? And he's a well-dressed ghost. Yet his dock is on, right? And according to the owner of the station, there's nobody in the building yeah, that's, except that's, us. See, that's the thing is that we, you know, next day well, we talked to the owner. And we go, "Hey, we saw this guy," and he's going, "Who?" <laughs> and, and to get in here is is you know, you have to kind of get by the the bell and all the combination that. Combination people, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have people coming in, so. And we just heard a weird noise outside. Yeah, you yeah. want to go out there? Want to go out and secure the area, see what's going on out there? Just to make sure. If we hear him scream, this would be funny, huh? <laughs> Take a look around there. There he goes, boy. He's a brave guy. It does get kind of he, He's got his 25 auto. That's true. He's armed. Okay. What am I doing? Of course, Al is armed. 
<laughs> so anyway, can you, can you kill a ghost with a twenty-five? We'll auto? find out. Let's. Find I out. don't think you can kill a mouse with a twenty-five. Just auto. don't oh, hit the okay. window. Oh, okay. <laughs> so listen. Meanwhile, while Al's out there, uh, also Switchblade Steve Waters with us. Switchy, how you doing? Uh, great to be here. Your hair looks fabulous to you, tonight. Switch. Can I say that? Your hair looks fabulous, See? Switch. What's that? Your hair looks fabulous. Oh, third time. Okay. He really pays attention to his hair, and I like the guy that does that. He does. It looks like sure. Mike Pence's hair. Oh. It's just the way oh, it turns out. Wow. Who? Now, if Club was here, he'd be accusing me of another rug. Yeah, right. Of course. A hero He's is saying, back. It's okay. a rug. It looks nice, but it's a rug. We're ghost-free, Al? Uh, we're ghost-free. The doors are locked. Uh, nothing funny going on. Excellent. But i got to tell you one thing. Go ahead. There's an awful lot of offices in this place. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah. This, this building has a and lot downstairs. of offices. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even dare go downstairs. No. But yeah. I mean, for, for a radio station... Yeah. There's yeah. an awful lot of overhead. Can happen there's place. a lot of people. Hey, listen, you know. People are supposed to be selling advertising all day long. Is that what they're doing? That's oh, what I, they do. that, okay, because there's a lot of offices with people's sense. names. Yeah. yeah, but they no, they rent those out to people, I think. Yeah, on this on this floor or downstairs? Oh, right up here. Yeah, that's well that's you know to make it seem like a lot of people work here. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> hey, listen, they hey. get they get the coolest gig in the world. They let us come in here and do whatever we want and have been doing it for years. Am I right, Wani? That's right. You know, some of the leeway they've given us is really kind of nutty, you know, yeah. but I mean, we, we, we pay them a little bit of a fee, yeah, but, you know, as far as, you know, we got the whole run of the place yeah. for hours. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and they're into music. They're fun. You know, they're funny people to be, yeah. be around. Well, the funny thing is there's a, you know, if you go a couple of doors down to the right, there's a radio station running right now. Mm. I mean, there's, there's exactly. a fully, fully yeah. automated radio happening. Yeah. That's and right. And you just walk in the room and, like, everything's lit up and running and doing yeah. stuff. And nobody's there. No one's there. No health insurance. I was, so that's I was offered a job a couple of times to do that. Place. Yeah. I've told oh. Mac that before. It is, it's neat. There. It's really neat. I it really, nice really place. cool. Right. Oh. So anyway, so introduce. You could, you could take that over and say that you're aliens yes. and you're about to take over. That's right. Exiting. That's what we should do. That's what we should do. Like, why are the worlds? This will be the place that the aliens. You could are. switch that out of fully automated and put it into live assist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and speaking in echo box. I have right. taken control of the radio station. Excellent. And the police will be here in 10 minutes. Excellent. Lock myself in. Yeah. And we'll Listen, be arrested. I mean, how many radio DJs have done that in the Boston area? Oh, couple? that's right. That's a great bit. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Really? Let Lock me introduce the rest in. of us. We got 45 minutes left, I think. I don't even know. The time went right out the window, didn't it, Dan? Um, how long do you need? I don't know. Forty-five minutes from two hundred one. Why do they like them? Why do they lock themselves in? It's more of a bit than anything else. But I know there's a sports guy who locked himself into the studio. Nobody right. Yeah. Get yeah, in yeah. To, to get at him and or break the record. Shut him off or anything. Break the record for being on longest and stuff like that. You know. Didn't Charles Lockwoodera lock himself in a couple of times? Yeah, probably. Also, you know, BCN way back when it was at the top of the financial yeah. building. Agent, you must have needed the ratings. Agent X yeah. is with us. Agent X. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm having a good time. Lieutenant after Kern. I fixed the uh, technical uh, issues and glad yeah. to be with you guys. Your camera was perfect, and then you hit it, and you no, up. it was something you did. Okay, it looks like Kilroy. <laughs> yeah, looks like the Kilroy over the wow. fence. Wow, huh? Exactly. Okay, listen. Matt did it. Whatever it was, right. I said, text it. me or email me. I got nothing, and then where are you? Wow, huh? Okay. And that blew me off Zoom. Yeah. Okay. My fault. Uh, listen, and also very quickly, <laughs> my uh, literary agent is with us tonight, Jim Frankel. Jim, how are you doing down in Nashville? I'm enjoying every nanosecond. Are you really down the nano? Down a nano. It's all going in my memoirs. Now, listen, you don't want people getting a hold of you or anything like that, do you? You don't. Not want unless they're really talented writers. Okay, there you go. So that's a big no. That's a hard no, as they say in the business. Um, Matt, have you ever gone on a book tour or something uh, with <laughs> no. one of your books? No, no. Can well, I tell you why? 
And I, appearing I, I have, this weekend at Barnes been, and Noble. No. I have I have been with my wife when she was on a book tour. Yes, his wife uh, is a famous sci-fi writer. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, also, uh, cool. Raven is with us. Raven, our friend, Goodrich. Raven, Raven. Hi. Hi. Also, Thanks Al, for having me. Alan Aldo, your phone mechanic. You know, Mac, you 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 book signing. Okay, but you know, I was there when you and Steve and. One one did the uh, extra UFO. Well, that was a little different, yeah. You know, I mean, that wasn't a book sign, but it was a, right, a big, you, a very big audience. Story. Very, very quick story. That now was a public get, appearance. You got to go to yeah. Dulce Mountain, okay? Well, here's the difference. There were 500 people there. And once I went into a Barnes & Noble with Lois, right? And <laughs> we're in Burlington, Mass., maybe, right? Okay. And we go in, and we're upstairs, and it's this beautiful bookstore and so on. And, um, and, the and there's someone way down the end, and they're sitting at a table, and they're surrounded by books, and no one is around them, right? And... Uh, <clears throat> So uh, Lois says, uh, you go down and, uh, you know, get on and, no, 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 I can't. I just couldn't, couldn't do it because it was, um, I forget his name. Who's the quarterback for the Pats for so many years there in the 80s? When they were Steve terrible. Grogan. Steve Grogan. It was Steve Grogan who in a million years, I'd love to meet the guy, but I wasn't going to get down there be the only person talk to him. He's got big stacks of books. No one's paying attention to him. No thanks. And what do you sell, Jim? Maybe 10 books, 20 books. What's That's not worth a lifetime of embarrassment. It doesn't matter. It's Steve Grogan. He was fantastic. Yeah, but no one was there. No one was there. That's my point. You know? That's in Massachusetts. They're all Mass Weenies. Go ahead. He's like a saint. There he was. <laughs> so anyway, so so well, you're said, saying nobody goes to book signings. You could be Howard Stern and nobody would show up, right? I'm not going to sit in a... I'm not going to... Really, a lot of people go to book signings. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot okay. of people I think book, it depends on the person. Yeah. 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 You know, if Augustine Burroughs came to my Barnes and Noble, I would be there. Yeah, 100%. okay. But the thing is, is that I mean, I'd go with Dan Brown book signing. Dan Brown's a personal friend of his. But listen, but the, right. you know, Mac Maloney sitting there at a table. You know, forget about it. You know, you have to have people have to know who the hell you are. You know, what I mean, you have to be like Stephen King and have a real event. You know, instead of doing yeah. a book tour. Yeah. Oh, really? no thanks. Stephen King can't do it anymore. He can't do it anymore, right? Yeah. He's too, there are too many people who come to see him. Yeah, he should stay the hell out of <laughs> yeah, Fenway Park. That, that would be like a festival. He should still I mean, that stay the hell out like of the island. Of yeah, he comes down to Plum Island a lot, apparently, where we live. But listen, you know what he did? It, it He ruined the Red Sox season once. <clears throat> he <laughs> jinxed um, it. He jinxed it with, what's his name there? Flash Gordon, the pitcher. And yeah. Flash didn't know, you know who the hell he was from nowhere. And, book. Yeah, my, and he wrote a book about him. And then the next day, Flash goes out, great, great. Relief pitcher trips on the top step of the dugout and rips his knee apart. Yeah. There you go. That's the that's entire season Stephen of 1999. King's fault? I feel like that's his fault. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that no, was that. It's not Stephen King's fault. Now, now. Whose fault it do, is it? It doesn't seem like it's his fault. Whose it fault is it? It's not. You are correct. Did, right. did Stephen King get clobbered by a car? Like, did he get. Yeah, someone hit him. Yes. Yeah, he, he was yeah, walking he was or on a bicycle right. or something and yeah. got whacked. Really he, he used to have a unibrow. He used to have a unibrow. Back in the 70s. Really? Huh. What I, happened? I honestly, yeah, it was adorable. Oh, I'll bet. I have never re read Me anything neither. by Stephen King. Me neither. And I've really never seen any of the movies. I saw It, and I saw It too, and that's enough, baby. That does the creepiest. Oh, that's the one with the clown in the sewer, right? Oh, wow. oh, there you go. But, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, as my friend told me, Stephen King went in like a lion and out like a lamb. Wow, huh? Everything uh, for the first five books was pure crap. But, well, some of his earlier books were really good. And hey, listen, no Jim, kidding. That's my point. No, he he still like, writes great short stories. He really right. does. But did no, he's, he's, he's no longer you're, novelist. You're right about that, Jim. He is good at short stories. Jim, you know, you're the you're he the expert. Is he no longer novelist? Is that it? 
Oh, no, he writes novels. Yeah, but is he any good anymore? Yeah, but they all stink. <laughs> yeah, they all stink? I haven't read one of his novels in a long time. But, I mean, what's the, the buzz? What's the buzz in the business? Man. What's the buzz in the business? I mean, is he is he as big as he used to be? He still sells. Yeah. He still sells very, very Yeah, well. I don't think he's as big as he used to be, but yeah. they but He's been big sell. for a long time, though. He had, he's been he big for a yeah. long time, right. right. Yeah. He was, he was immense. Mm. First oh, yeah. five or six books, when I was overseas... Yeah. Everybody in the military wanted to read this. Ever see, uh, ever see an interview with him where he's very frank about his personal life? Shall we say? Well, no, you know, they all turn weird. No, <laughs> he turned really weird. Not, not you or me. No, <laughs> he's a genuinely nice guy. He seems like mm -hmm. a nice guy, but man, he had a bad, uh, a bad uh, youth, and uh, you know he drinks a little bit too much. He's the first one to admit it. Because he's way up in Maine, so you have to take. But that he's also a very nice person. He really yeah, is. Yeah, bad. He's not. not a, yeah, not he's a dick. never let his fame go to his head. Yeah, yeah, not a dick. He really hasn't. Yeah. He does like a cameo in one of his movies here and there, yes. and that's other than writing. I mean, like that's it. Like he, I, I remember the only thing that he really got like up in arms about was the Stan, Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining, which he Terrible. hated. Terrible movie. And. It's an excellent movie. Terrible I didn't movie. understand why he hated <laughs> it. Absolutely the terrible movie. The miniseries that he did stunk up a room. Yeah, then even. I yeah, hated it. No, no. That's a terrible movie, and I'll tell Anyways. you why. Can I tell you why? Oh, man. Are we going to do me this? Why. Hang tell on there. Why. Hang on, Switchy. Because Jack Nicholson overacts in the movie. He overacts for the entire movie. Now, if you just had someone who did that, who was a little more subtle about it, and not putting it in his yeah. own little, you know, Johnny's here and all this stuff. How creepy would that movie have been? You know, but wait, yeah, you know, nobody they, would never have heard of it again. Jack Nicholson made that movie. Jack made yes, the movie, yeah. No. They didn't I don't have agree. the hedge animals. Yeah, they didn't have that. Yeah, right. The exactly. hedge animals, I, I, did, I, yes. I feel like he should have had that because it would have been way creepier. Yeah. But he Jack didn't... going up the stairs with the axe, yeah, but if... that part makes the movie. Uh, let me ask Just you this. when he's approaching Wendy, it's Real so quick. suspenseful. Do you, remember, you know who Anthony Perkins was? The person who was in Psycho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine him oh, yeah. with the axe. Someone like him. Wouldn't it be creepier? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be just like creepier than Jack, you know, acting? Somebody who isn't off? creepy just to look at because Jack Nicholson is creepy. Yeah, and it's always Jack Nicholson. No, no, no. It's always Jack Nicholson. That's the I problem. I'm not going to mention so any names, but look at the look at the roster here on the screen. Is there anybody here that would make a, a, wait a, minute, a, minute, a creepy Jack Torrance? Mm. Oh, yeah, right. X, X, X. Jim. and then Jim. We got a couple of four of them. I'm seeing butts. X and then Jim. What? Yeah, no. You know, you know the little kid that played the, you know, the son, Danny. Okay. I, I saw an oh, interview with him long. when he when he was, you know, he was an adult. He's traumatized. No, he said he didn't know it was a horror movie. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't know they, they were filming they a horror movie. No one told him. Yeah, he, he was sense. shielded from yeah. it so really? much. He had, he had no, no idea. idea until he was wow. much older, and I think he's like a math teacher. Child, he's something. Child he said, cruelty. He had no idea what was going on, yeah, and it didn't. No it, clue. It never bothered him. Unlike Linda Blair. Oh yeah, in, in The Exorcist, who she had a pretty good idea what was going yeah. on. Yeah, later married Rick James. Imagine that. Hey, listen, it's another show. That's one of our music shows. So look at we got one more thing from uh, Beyond Area Fifty One is this place called Dulce Mountain, and uh, it's very close to a Air Force base down in New Mexico called Kirkland Air Force Base, and they are the people who used to run up way up in Alaska. Figure that out. But um, what they had, what happened, real quick, and then I'm going to turn over to Switch is that. That this place in there was a time when this place was a very, very, very top secret place. Not so much that no one knew it was there, but some of the stuff they did there was like really way out. And one of the things that they were doing there 
in tandem back in the 80s, I'm assuming, was they were testing the stealth fighter down there before anyone knew what the stealth fighter was, and they're also a place where they would stockpile nuclear weapons, okay, which they didn't want the Russians to know, you know, where we were hiding them, that type of thing. Do I get? Do I have that much straight at least, Switchy? Yeah, and uh, there's been... I think there still is. There have been all kinds of rumors about this place. I think they even talk about it in the Skinwalker Ranch because of the proximity. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are just all these rumors about uh, alien greys and reptilians being there underground in this multi-level complex. And somehow they've got some kind of truce between them. Mm-hmm. They're creating all kinds of hybrid creatures. And they use some of us uh, for food. Yes. Uh, the others get to be slaves Humans. and shipped off. To the moon and Mars? Yep. What's that? And I was going to say that that when you say us, you mean the humans. They made this. Uh, they, yes. These aliens came yeah. down and they, they took over this mountain, caught it out, made a deal with Eisenhower at JFK. He got shot the next day or something. And um, and they said, let us stay here and, uh, you know, we won't harm you if you don't harm us. But then they would take people and turn them into octopus men and uh, – you know, half dog, half human, and 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 you know, nice guys. And and they they'd have battles between them and the special forces and stuff. And they'd take some humans and as switch, they'd bring them to the moon and Mars, you know, as slave labor and so on. But we should tell the story how that all started. You know. Well, it's it's uh, it's yeah, also the the rumor was that uh, uh, President Eisenhower was forced to sign an alliance with these creatures, and. Uh, uh, so he, we're kind of we're kind of stuck with it. We're under their heel. Mm-hmm. So so, what they did? Switch, was, switch. May I ask you? Go ahead. You're saying President Eisenhower. Am I confusing this between Eisenhower and Truman, like the movie? I'm sorry, the TV series Dark Skies. Yes. I, well, yes. I, I think, and I'm not sure about this. Remember Gray Barker and James Mosley. Gray Barker, the editor of Saucerian uh, Publications. Jim Mosley, Saucer News. These guys would get roaring drunk and get together and create all kinds of hoaxes. Cool. I think the Eisenhower slash Truman thing about, you know, making a deal with aliens, I think came from them. I know, you know, there's certain ones that did come from them, like the letter they sent to George Adamski, implying that the government approved of his uh, his work and, uh, you know, agreed with his contact experiences. Wow. Hey, so what they <laughs> That's did... That's why switch is switch. That is so cool. Switch Thank is you. switch. Switch being switch. So, so what happened was, so there's this guy, right, who lived on the outskirts of Kirkland Air Force Base. And he was a military contractor. His name was Paul Benowitz. And uh, he lived, like, right across the street from the main gate. And he used to do some work. He was a scientist, a physicist, one of these type of guys. And he used to do some work for them inside the air base. So, uh, but he also used to do stuff on his own. And so what he found out from his own, like, experiments in his house was that um, he was receiving messages that he believed were from, you know, who knows where, uh, that kind of, um, how should I say this? Um, they were actually coming from, first of all, this nuclear storage facility they had there. And then also them flying the stealth fighter around. And this kind of weird combination coincidence led him to believe that there was something really kind of crazy going on, right? So he goes and he tries to report this to the powers that be inside the Air Force base. And they don't listen to him right away. This is some, not some nut off the street. This is someone who works with them and so on. They didn't listen to him, and then they put these two bozos on his case. And I think they are—they were part of the F A F I Air Force Intelligence, but they're really, I think, um, ex Tommy. They're really kind of like glorified MPs or whatever. They're not—they're not what you think they are. And they—they they did a number of things. It's a whole books have been written about this, but you know, they broke into his house. They stole some of his computer stuff. 
they did this, they did that, but they also what they did is they tried to take him under their wing and they right. fed him these stories which when he kind of combined that from what he was finding out on his own about it, they made sense to him, okay? I mean, how how odd is that? And they knew that they you know, he might have been some kind of a you know, some kind of a wing nut or whatever, you know, he's a smart guy, but you know, who knows what he was really like socially or whatever. And, 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 you know, they, they really laid it on thick with this guy and he started leaving them and he started getting involved with, uh, you know, people who said that they've been abducted and stuff. And then this whole kind of, you know, aliens inside of Dulce Mountain started and uh, people started believing that and so on. And then, you know, years went by and he went in and out of the mental institution twice. Okay. And uh, even at one point, one of the guys who, who did this to him, uh, you know, he said, listen, okay, I, I'm sorry, I did it. It's kind of an apology. I'm sorry I did it and just following orders and stuff. And at that point, Paul Benowitz wouldn't even believe him. He, he, he refused to believe that uh, the UFO stuff was not true. So, you know, it, I, I well, like you say, they, they took him under his wing. He, he was under with in meetings with them. And what he had, he had stumbled upon a, uh, it was a classified national security agency communication system right, yeah. to track right. Russian satellites. I mean, it was a, so they could have gone to him and said, look, this, this is a, they didn't even have to tell him what it was. This is a classified program we're right. working on. We need you to sign a, a form to say that you won't blow the whistle right. instead of driving him nuts so to, to disqualify him. Right, right. I mean, which they do with, they do in 99 out of 100 cases, okay? But these two guys, whatever they wanted, whatever they reason they did it, they literally drove this guy nuts. And, and yeah, he either died, I don't know how he died, whether he, you know, did it himself or whether he died or whatever, but he died a young man broken, you know, mentally had some issues caused by these guys. You know, it, it, didn't you say they both went scot-free, right, Switch? Nothing ever happened to them, didn't they? It, well, yeah, and, and even Richard Doty was, uh, he was speaking at UFO conferences and getting a big hand. One of the guys like, did what it. What the hell? Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, this this poor guy was, 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 tr he was trying to, you know, tell the government, that he thought something was up. They should know about this. Yeah. He's trying to be helpful, doing his duty as an American citizen, and they did this to him. That's what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird it story. Go ahead, Jim. It's shameful what they did to him. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no excuse. You've heard about you know, this. It's just one of those. They they did it because they could. Yes, right, exactly. Yep. yep. They had the power to do this, and they and they did it, and they you know killed his credibility, and and as you say, they tried to drive him crazy. Yep, and they succeeded. Yeah, very odd. Very yeah, yeah. That was kind of a downer, kind of a bummer in the book. Um, so um, actually, I think I started that chapter by making it seem like it was almost true, and I got letters or you know reviews saying I stopped reading at page thirty-two because it really got too nuts, and I'm describing octopus men and stuff. And then somewhere I go, now wait a minute, this isn't true, right? Should have probably put that closer up to the beginning of the chapter, Jim. Was that a yes? Opa? You could have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just trying to be cool. That's all. You know. Swing and a miss. Yeah. No, it, it misled me too when I was reading that chapter. Uh huh. You know. But by that time, don't you think when you're four or five stories in that you know when when I'm just trying to give you the facts that all of a sudden I'm not going to go nuts with the octopus dogs and stuff? Yeah, it was confusing. Okay. Oh, it was confusing. I, I was disappointed. That, was, that wasn't the answer I wanted. Right. That's your next book, Aliens in Three Dimensions: Octopus uh, yes. in History and Squids and other in, in culture. Go ahead. Sorry. Culture. Sorry. Go ahead. No, we're good. Um, I feel like once you're like that far into a book, it's like you either are like, okay, I'm finishing this, I'm invested in it, or like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Why'd you even pick it up? You know what I mean? Like you knew what you were kind of right. getting into. Yes, so yes. 
you committed at that, that point. You committed at that point. Was right. Oh, you should be committed. Yeah. So I was committed by then. One last yeah. thing. I, once I'm a chapter in, I'm committed. Really? Yeah. I, I have an engagement ring on that book. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Can I send you a full set? No, you know, <laughs> that was awful. But listen, Boom. Terrible. Um, sure. I just want to say. <laughs> I just want to say. A, I have a story about this uh, last weekend. If you want me to. Uh, it. Okay. Can you? Uh, Elevator pitch it for us. You were very fit. You were the key speaker. Well, where I, I was at the Beast of Bray Road conference and I spoke. Wow, it's held just north of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. But they started seeing these yes. upright canids, and Linda Godfrey has been covering them. And if this is there's some legitimate weirdness up there, which I can talk about later. But uh, I was sitting at my table, and uh, this lady saw the Mac Maloney Military X Files coasters <laughs> that Commander Cobra sent me. Yes, so she said. Mac Maloney's Military X Files. I love that show. Oh, uh, who's that Battle Creek guy? Oh, come oh, on. No. Oh, no. It's me. So Shameless plug here. Yeah. That's, that's such a good story. That's a hip plug. Wow. Did she like lose it when she found out that was you? Uh, she turned no, she away. She was just stunned at my handsome countenance. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, did you take her out yeah. to breakfast? Absolutely. Did you What's take that? her? Did you take her out for did breakfast? Did you take her out to breakfast? Take her out to breakfast. Gave her a coaster. It gave her closer. Only one? Did you sign the coaster? You should have gotten a grand slam. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> you, did. You signed it? Wow. Wow. Yeah, how about that? That's, wow. can I mean, That's awesome. Can I That's say something about last weekend? Well done. Hey, listen. Wow. We only have like a few minutes that? left. Let me just I, I just say two things real quick. So listen, Area 51, go on Amazon, you know, buy it, read it. You know, I think you'd enjoy it. It's just really, it sounds like this show. It's written like this show is. A lot of crazy stuff in there. Um, I know at one well, point, I'll tell you, you know, go ahead, Jim, just for a second, Matt, uh, that I was really excited because it had stuff from all over the world. Mm. It wasn't just American stuff. Right. Yeah. And that was a revelation. You right. know, I thought that, you know, because it had stuff from England, Scotland, Russia, you know, elsewhere, you know, that, that was, I thought that was very cool. Thank you very much. And I appreciate that. when Thank you me. read about the M triangle. You better have an extra pair of socks because it will knock your socks off. It will. Yeah, it's a very yeah. strange place. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yes, I love but, the dad joke. I just and, and finally, Mac, I got to tell you, yes. the way it begins. Yes. Way back to the Old Testament with okay. Megiddo. Yes. Right. That it just sets the whole book up. But the, the way it begins so is you good. and me in a bar. The way it begins is you and me down Michael's Harborside. Don't you remember that? Well, you know what I mean. Yes. Not okay. That. Right. I mean. Okay. Michael's Harborside. Yes. Wow. So, so I listen. get the beach coma. He gets the Harborside. Wow. <laughs> we was closer to where I lived at the time. Um, but but I, I just want to say that, um, you know, the, the, the book has a surprise ending, which I'm glad no one has brought up. Um, you know, the, the last five pages of the book kind of answer what the, the question that is asked throughout the book is. And, it's, and basically it's like if you're really going to hide something, and please, if you've read it, please don't, uh, you know, tell anyone because we want to leave it as a – Wow, there was Bob the Ghost again. He must have read the book. Did you hear him up there? Yeah, he's banging around. He's, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to let it go. Oh boy! All right, so it's just kind of a surprise ending, and, and answers the question. If you really want to hide something, you know, uh, where do you hide it? You know. Uh, but anyway, that's beyond Area Fifty One. Buy it off of Amazon. See what happens. I also want to say that we are giving away swag. Swag is what the kids call it, and um, Switchy just mentioned it. If you write to us, if you go to macmaloney.com and hit the contact button and send us an email, we will send to you some Mac Maloney Military X-Files swag, okay? There's buttons, there's like decals, but there are barcoses, which are turning out to be extremely, extremely um, popular, as it turns out, okay? And I don't know, maybe if you use them once, throw them, I don't know. But, you know, we're, we're trying to, uh, we're having this, 
you know, South Korean kids pump out these uh, bar coasters as quickly as we can and get them the hell Just in time for the holidays. Just in time for the holidays. Do you want them to specify yep. what they would want? Or no, no, a- no. We're just going to send you an envelope full of stuff. Okay. Now, here's the funny thing. Send us an email and send us your postal address because what a lot of people have done is that they'll send me an email and they'll go, yeah, send me the stuff. Well, I don't have their address. Oops. Yeah, okay. So, Duh. yeah, that, yeah, that requires a, a second email. My friend did that and she texted me asking me if it was like real. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's 100% real. I said, just send them your address. Yes. Hi, yes. Ashley. Mail address. <laughs> You want it, right, your mailing address, your PO address, exactly. Yep. Right, right. And <clears throat> yes. So do that, and uh, you know we'll send out the uh, the swag. You know, as uh, soon as the uh, new supplies come in, uh, we got to thank Coco for coming up with this beer coaster right there. I wonder where he was when he got that brilliant notion. Yeah, it is mm. an excellent. Maybe he's in a bar somewhere. Well he says, "Where's my coaster?" I signed it as Switch. Switch. All right, Switchy. Good. Keep your brand alive, there, brother. Cool. That's, That's good. Right. right on, brother. All right, I'm going to thank everyone, and I'm going to start with Jim, so he can uh, he can, you know, go to sleep or something, you know, if he isn't already go asleep. To sleep. I'm an hour earlier than you are here. Hey, listen, but I got to say, switch. I love the uh, the UFO lamp from your ceiling, hanging from your ceiling that you had early in the uh, broadcast. Oh, your, your image, your uh, graphic. I that was great. Mm. I really love that. I'd love to get one of those. Switch designed but, uh, this whole house. Thanks for having you guys. It's been it's been fun. Yes, thank you, Jim. And you did stay awake this one. There's, yeah, thanks, there's the official, uh, the I show is over. I always stay awake. No, I have a I have a picture of you falling asleep during the first time you were ever on here. Would you, uh, would you like to purchase that picture? Yeah. Wow, I'm going to send it to you. I'll tell you had your tie-dye, you had your Grateful Dead uh, shirt on. I assumed you were asleep. Maybe something else was going on. Who knows? Okay. I don't know. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> thank you, Jim, and thank you for making me a better writer. I say that uh, in all no, sincerity. Yeah, I, I could have you know, really kind of... Uh, rebelled against you, but I didn't. I learned. You know, I could have, you know, pictured you as my nun in the fifth grade, but I learned. <laughs> well, we we at the publishing company at the time, and and your readers all appreciate that. This was, you know, yeah. this is like book forty eight. I have already written forty eight books before someone told me how to write a book, and that's basically what Jim did. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. Okay, Agent X, thank you for uh, um, joining the army and. Uh, you know, also saving those two girls with the beach chairs. He's always in service. Thank you for having me. Always in I service. Love to hear the books are doing well. How's your How's your friend's book doing there, The Wolf of Klontoff? My friend's book is doing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. I think I may have even sent you a, uh, a called you, Go ahead. A, a questioning email saying, what is all this stuff that my friend is getting from women all over the world? See, The book wow. is called Wolf of Klontoff. And the website is tjhowleybooks.com. But thank you. It's doing well. Thank okay. you. That's good. Yeah, your friend, your friend sounds uh, a lot like you, as it turns out. No, well, he's not as good looking Uh-oh. as me, but wow. he's a nice guy. Oh, what do I tell you? What did I tell Nobody you? Nobody can be as good looking as you. Yes, there you go. Uh, That's all he I wants. Know. That's what the women tell me. Pour That's more right. gasoline on that bonfire, please. Thank you, X, for being with us. Uh, thank you, Switch, for joining us. Switch, thank you. We appreciate that. Where are you Thank appearing you switch, next? As always. Where are you appearing next, there, Switchy? Uh, I may be doing a, uh, a spirit fair in Grand Rapids in a couple weeks. Oh, cool. Okay. Switchblade. Uh, I wow. just off the Van Meter Visitor Festival and the Easter Bay Road Festival. Mm-hmm. And now you're a celebrity. How's it feel? Uh, I'm a marginal celebrity. Feels, <laughs> feels marginal. No, <laughs> feels marginal. Okay. All right. That's how it's supposed to feel. Uh, Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic, thank you for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. Okay. Well, hey. And, uh, 
steering the ship, more or less. Uh, yeah, right. And for going and looking for the ghost. That's, hey, hey, that's a I'm big plus. You, I'm hearing a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, it's really weird here. There's, there's a party in the next room, and we're the only people in the building. So. How about that? Uh, and now we've come to the part <laughs> where radio. we have to say goodbye to Raven. Raven, good night, Raven. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So, good night, everyone. Good night, Raven. Well done, Raven. So I can, Thank uh, you. Can, so I can tell Paul in Belfast, he's going to write me tonight to ask if you wore your big librarian glasses. Can I say next week, maybe? That, tell him next week. I, I literally had it written down. It says wear glasses on yep. my notepad okay. right in front of me. Paul in Belfast. Okay, he writes half the email in English and then the, the other half in Gaelic. I should send it to you, X. You can tell me what he's talking about. <laughs> he's the only one who understands. Yeah, will right? indeed. Okay. Uh, thank you, and thank you, Juan Juan, for joining us. Uh, You're welcome, as always. Okay. All right. Everything good with your sure. dog? Your dog's going to get uh, a little bit of surgery. Got moved out to November. She's That's getting good. spayed That's in bad. November. She was going to get spayed tonight, but it didn't happen. What's the What's the dog's name? Oh, Lucia or something? Lucia. Lucia. You got one more month, baby. One more month. Lucia, Mamma Mia, Lucia. Let her run around. <laughs> Let her run around for a month. We should get her a Mac Maloney's collar, like a little a little bell. Oh, yeah, a little bell. Oh, that would be so cute. Yes, it would oh, be I can cute. get one for Friday, and they can match. Yeah, yeah. Have it written right on it. I've been spayed, on Newton. I've been watches TV. I got fixed. <laughs> really, that the dog gets. Yeah, She's unbelievable. She watches TV. Well, you uh, should attentively. You should you should get her together with Coco's Ballas Hush there. I think they'd have a lot to. <laughs> or, or with Zeppelin, <laughs> the pig. Zeppelin's got the brains of the outfit. Here we go. Yeah, great. The 400-pound pig is the brains of the outfit. Raven, Raven was going to talk about her kitty cat clock. Uh, oh, Raven. Oh, right. I, I, Tell us. Quick. I don't know. Do we have time for it? Sure. Yes. We always have time. Yeah. Is, it, is it a so Felix? Is I, it... Bought, I bought this Kit Kat clock. Yes. And, I mean, I, I really don't like to talk badly about, you know, companies and small businesses, but they straight up screwed me over this clock. Really? <laughs> looks okay from here. This is an $80 piece of crap. Wow. So nobody buy one. Wow. They're so expensive. And I specifically got, yellow is my favorite color. Yes. So I specifically bought the yellow one. Looks white from you know, here. Paid extra for it. Yes. And I've had it since probably January of last uh, of 2021. Yes. And this is the first time it's worked. Oh, oh really? Because it's tails going back and forth. Wow. It's about time. Yeah. Raven. So I would, I would hang it up. I would change the batteries, everything. Yes. Nothing was working. Huh. I emailed them and they said, well, we can't refund you your money because of me. Uh -huh. And that was it. And I was just like, okay. So mm -hmm. I, she just I was like, okay, finger. well, can I like, can I send this back to you? Can you like check it out? Yes. Maybe replace product, uh, you know, uh, pieces to it, whatever. Yes. They said, oh, yeah, sure. That's going to be like $25. To mail like, it, yes. Okay. To mail it into you? Another Are you kidding me? Another 25 And I'm like, I'm about to just eat, you know, the price. I, I don't even care at this point, whatever. Yes. Yes. So I I put it away. My husband and I like redid all of our house, everything. Mr. So Raven. I was like, you know what? I'm like, this is so dumb, but I'm just like, I'm just going to hang it up here. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, I mm -hmm. don't even care. I'll throw it out. I, I just don't even care at this point. I was so aggravated by the entire wow. thing. I hang it up. Yes. It has been working for over a week at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's been almost a year, and this is the only time it has worked. And I'm, being, I'm like, I, I call my husband up here, and I'm like, Mr. Raven, look at look at this. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm just like, no. I'm getting hypnotized by the tail going back and forth. Is anyone else getting that vibe? You know, I feel it like might, I It might have been sensitive to uh, how true the wall might be. Maybe the wall is, at a, is more true think, than where yeah. you had hung before it. Some some clocks, even, even so-called cheap I ones. I tried because people said that. like um, 
like pull it out and have it hanging off the very end of the nail. So yes. I tried that. I tried yeah. having mm. it flat against the wall. I changed the batteries probably six different times. Wow. I, yeah. I have no idea what I did differently this time. The tail looks, Nothing, uh, but the tail looks... I, it's every time I look at it, I get pissed and I'm like, no. I don't even know why I have this up. Um, no. Raven, no, is it a, is it a Felix the cat? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a Felix the cat. Yes. One, right? okay. Yes. Can you see it in the window here? Can you I can see, see it? Yeah, I see it in the background. Yeah. Uh... I'm seeing Bubble after oh, watching that tail for two hours. To be a member of their fan club, and they still wouldn't let yeah. me send it back to them without wow. charging me $25. <laughs> and I bought a pair of socks because I'm a sucker. So You bought socks from the same company that you bought a Felix the cat yeah, clock I bought, from? Yeah, I bought it all at once. So it was like I bought the clock, the socks, and I signed up for their, their fan club. Wow. Huh. I, and then I, I got even, screwed. And none I was of us had so any mad. idea you were such a rich girl. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Hey, listen. Are you, do, you know, go together. do you know the history of Felix the Cat? We have I mean, to, please. Can you do it in 15 seconds? What happened yes. to him? No, I mean, he just he was a cartoon character yes. way back. Yeah, know. right. Yeah, sure. I, she's yes. a little young for. Oh, well, listen. He's got a bag of tricks. Her old. Yeah. Her, yeah. His, her, her father I'm older is older than I look. No. <laughs> and yet his enemy she's, was the master cylinder. She's older than an 18, folks. All right, look at. And his sidekick was Poindexter. That's oh, another. This wicked yeah. old stuff is getting me depressed. That's another. No uh, that's another show. Oh, please continue. Let's pull this. Uh, let's pull the train into a station and hope we don't crash. Thank you, everyone out there, <laughs> for listening. Homestrat Troops. Please Google Homestrat Troops. They're a military charity that builds homes uh, for um, wounded veterans and make it easier for them to get around. And then uh, when the home is built, they give them the mortgage. Uh, they give them the home for nothing. They deserve it. Homes for odd troops. Please Google them. Also, uh, Ross Shop and his mad Englishman friends are uh, rebuilding the uh, Mosquito War plane from World War II. Made it wood. Two Rolls Royce engines because the British were running out of steel. But they um, made it so fast that they didn't put machine guns on them. You know why? Tell us, Walla. Because they could outfly and outrun the bullets. Outrun the bullets. That's how fast this plane was. Ross Shop. Uh, the People's Mosquito Project, also Google them. And uh, one more time, I'll remind you, if you want some MMM X-File swag, just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us your postal address, and we'll send you out a small packet of swag, including bar coasters, which are very, very popular as it turns out. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for participating tonight in the special show. If you're on Area 51, go on Amazon, check it out, what we've been talking about for the last two hours. And this is Mac Money for... Uh, go Red Sox. The whole gang. That's layover by this point. Those guys are playing golf by the time people hear this show. Um, but And the Yankees will be in, you know, still here on the playoffs. But listen, Ooh. thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And until the next time you hear us, this is Mac for everybody saying be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye.